1: After all, it's only pressure. You got this,
0: Adidas. Okay. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: getting nasty on a
3: Friday. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, BT here with you, Our guy, Anthony Stalter is going to be back on Monday yes. and then Jamie is off to Mexico. Yes. It's going to be terrible. Oh. It's going to be just an awful time for you. I
4: cannot Look wait
3: at you. for that awful just time. Just a new destination for you. Kind of like Vladimir Tarasenko is oh, no, likely boy. to have here sometime soon and
4: why is that
3: well well that that is actually the interesting part I mean, not the why the why is because he wanted it a long time ago Uh, apparently he's not going to talk about if he wants that trade or not our guy jeremy rutherford did catch up with him during the all-star festivities good piece at the athletic on vladdy on his future uh and uh look this is it's the end of an era right and uh it's it's one potentially i mean if he does okay a trade wherever that trade is either way even if he makes it through the end of the year i find the chances slim to none that vladimir tarasenko ends up being back in a blues uniform uh next year and jr asked him has he thought about the this possibly being the last times that he gets to represent the blues certainly on a big stage like that and vladdy says and i won't try to butcher his accent yes no, I will uh, <laughs> Yes, obviously yes Because even Vladdy Oh, oh third boy, person. he went there, did he? Now I have to Because even Vladdy doesn't know the future of Vladdy <laughs> Do you understand? Uh, he said there's only one guy who knows more than me And his name is Doug His name is Doug Armstrong And I think the guy you should talk about my future with Is in fact Doug yeah. So it seems like uh, the relationship's good. It's just one where communication is obviously there between the two sides. And uh, it's very interesting. And my question to you, uh, the listener, and you can always leave us mic drops. I'd love to hear a mic drop on this on the 101 ESPN app. You can always send us text to the Air Comfort Service text line, 314-399-9646 uh, is... How will you remember? And it's not Arms of the Angel time yet, okay? He's still here. He's still a blue. But we know, like, that sand timer, boy, it's running out. we are watching it, too. How will you remember Vladimir Tarasenko's time as a blue? Because I feel like we're just watching the finish line. Like, this is inevitable. It's going to be happening at some point. When you look at Vladdy and uh, what he has done in this organization, how do you look at Vladdy's timing?
4: Well, I think you have to look at it positively. I really do. I think, you know what? player for you. Yeah, he's been a really good player for you. Uh, you know, we had it as a trivia question yesterday. Who's scored the most goals since the year 2000? Somebody got that right. Yeah, you did, Brad. It's Vladimir Tarasenko. I mean, that's a long time to be, uh, you know, continuously successful offensively. Were there some bumps in the road as far as injuries are concerned? Of course there have been. I mean, that, that happens in a physical sport. Uh, You know, and Vladdy's no different than, you know, a lot of other guys. You suffer injury while playing the game, but he's been offensively consistent. He uh, he's been to the all-star game a couple of times and he lifted a Stanley Cup with you. He was part of a Stanley Cup championship team part. Uh, Yeah, he was a huge part of that run. So when I look back on Vladimir Tarasenko's overall body of work with the Blues, I look back positively. I'm hoping fans do that, too. Because this guy at one point, I mean, heck, he was on the cover of the video game. Uh, he brought, he was the face of the franchise. He brought some notoriety back to the blue note. Now, Brett Hull obviously is the guy that uh, made the St. Louis Blues famous. We'll just say, it, no matter how many great players were ahead of Brett Hall, from an international standpoint, Brett Hall burst onto the scene wearing the blue note. For sure. And, and then when you look at other guys since then, yeah, Chris Pronger, Al McInnes, big names. But there's a little bit of a gap there that you had for a while, where you had really good players, but you didn't have that international, like, star. And Vladimir Tarasenko, when he came in here, that's what he profiled to be. And uh, he brought some 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 uh, spotlight back to the St. Louis Blues. So I think you look at it in a positive way. Vladdy did well offensively. The only thing that's gonna, that's gonna taint it for some people is the fact that he said, you yeah, know, I want it out. I want out. I don't like it here. I'm not happy here. I'm not happy with the way I was treated. He never said he didn't like it here. I'll rephrase that because Vladdy has always been adamant to be very nice uh, in what he says about the people of St. Louis yep. and the city of St. Louis. So I, I, I phrased that wrong. I apologize no, for but,
3: that. But it, it was evident that he would have liked to go somewhere else. Another Not because team. of the city, yes, yeah, but correct. because of uh, the circumstance uh, at the very least. Um, real quick aside, and I'm going to jump right back into Vladdy in a second, but you mentioned like, him, and I would totally agree with him for a long time being the face of the franchise. If he's gone and O'Reilly's gone, who is the face of this franchise? Binner, I guess. W- would he be the guy?
4: I think, I think they're trying to pass the torch along to Robert Thomas. I mean, Robert Thomas was the representative from the Blues at the NHL Media Day at the start of the season. Yeah. Uh, he was the guy that did any of the promo spots and whatnot. That's what they did
3: with Harrison Bader with the Cardinals, too. Oh, boy. I'm just saying. Like, what are you trying to say, Brad? Well, I'm just saying they rolled him out. Like, like sometimes you have a plan of, like, all right, here's our mouthpiece. This is going to be the guy. Like, yeah. He's going to be the guy everybody's going to cling to. I know he's the guy that the Yankees cling to. You he
5: was the guy that wore the the powder blue jersey. Yeah, he did. he Ballpark was like Village the, up on he the main did. stage. I remember main that. Guy. So
3: oh, look at the boy. backyard on this bad boy. That's yeah, what he said.
4: He took some heat for all that after. He looked you? good. He did look good. But yeah, Robert Thomas has got to be the guy. I think I think they would like to have Jordan Cairo also be that guy. But Jordan Cairo is a little more introverted is not a very vocal person it's not like he's gonna yeah. get out there and, and be in front of the cameras all the time where robert thomas is getting more comfortable yeah, being in front of the cameras job. being on the radio here he's on once a week with the opening drive so i i think that's where the face of the franchise ends up being with robert thomas
3: so th- those two uh end up being your dynamic duo in the future
4: and they have to be your ace and gary if you will pretty much yeah, yeah. i mean doug armstrong has circled them is that you have eight year contract extensions It's a long extension It sure is
3: And uh, with a contract like that You know that we do this a lot we try to like give people these contracts and make them leaders uh they're gonna have to grow into that and usually that that leadership doesn't always have to be rah-rah it it can be just what are you doing out there on the ice are you dragging players along with you i don't need you to get up on, on a table and yell at everybody in the locker room just go out there and prove how it's done let's get back to Vladdy for a second because i thought there was another real moment of honesty like it's very evident that the conversations between he and army are few and far between first of all and they've been on the different pages maybe even different books uh, for the last couple of possible. years. Like they, they could have been. Uh, but JR uh, asked him about, like, like how much has this been weighing on you, the situation? And he says, uh, I've been thinking about it a lot. I'm not going to lie. He said, I've never been in this situation in my life because I've always either signed or drafted or whatever. I don't want to lie saying, like, no, no, no. I don't think about this at all. It's not true. That is, even if you want out of somewhere, or even if you did in the past, because you remember, you know, at the beginning of the season, it's like, Maybe all right. He's got his. This is his place. And last year, it's like okay, he's back. Like he's back. You could see him. He scored the big goal, and it's like okay. Everybody's like, flatty flatty Maybe he's back in it. Now who knows? Maybe he's not at all. But if you play your whole career somewhere, like there are connections. There are feelings. Like you have family here. You have kids here. You know. Like it is a different thing. So. Whatever your feelings are. And again, I want to know. I want to know how you feel like his legacy is going to be. Leave us that mic drop. Uh, send us text, Air Comfort Service text line at 314 399 9646. But there are a lot of emotions that go into that.
4: Yeah, there is. And like Vladdy said, like he's one, he's never been traded. Uh, two, he's never been cut as far as professionally. Like he went. You from, get used to it. The more it happens, <laughs> Brad, Jamie, as you know, I'm right there yeah, with you. Yeah, it's like, buddy. okay, it like really hurt the first mm-hmm.
3: time. And Second time, that, I could have told you what the meeting was going to be. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, this was going to go. As soon as you told me to close the door, I could have held this meeting on my own.
3: As soon as the tap was on the shoulder. I'm like, I know that tap.
4: Son of a... Mm-hmm. But no, it's difficult for a guy, especially a guy that uh, has been so successful, uh, the, a guy that's been a star in this league, to feel, one, like maybe you're not wanted... Because if Army is not offering a contract extension right now, if he hasn't kicked the tires on, hey, Vladi, would you maybe stay here in St. Louis, you start to feel like, well, he, th- he doesn't want me. And that's a weird feeling when you're a star to have a team not want you. Yeah. And and even if Army has talked about uh, trading him, now you're trying to get rid of me type thing, It's it's an awkward situation for a player to be in. So, yeah, Vladdy, this is uncharted territory for him. He's going to have to battle through it, though. So we get back-to-back text
3: messages, and I I think that they're both very good. This one from the 314 says, I'm ready for this saga to end. Great ultimate moments, but unfortunately his effort towards the end fans will remember the most and then from the 636 you have to be a grade a moron to not appreciate what big daddy vladdy has done for the blues i think both things can be true yeah i think both things can be true where it's like uh, all right you're gonna remember how maybe it ended and some of the friction that was there and certainly you remember some of the play down the road uh but you also have to remember some of the epic moments i forget exactly when it was but i remember doing some of these numbers earlier in the year or whenever it was uh but it was like him and ovechkin were neck and neck as far as scoring goes for quite some time uh-huh. at least five years like those are your yeah, top two scores in the nhl uh so want to keep these going too. keep your mic drops coming in we got a mic drop right now from courtney
1: good afternoon gentlemen What I'm going to remember about Vladimir Tarasenko is those early years, those great years, the covers of the NHL hockey games. Like, he was the man, the face of the franchise. But unfortunately, because of recent history of Vladimir Tarasenko, I believe most fans are going to remember him for... Yeah, him being the key part of the Stanley Cup, but also the injuries, the telling of media that he wants out of St. Louis. I think a lot of people that rubbed the wrong way, and he's probably going to be remembered by people the way Albert Pujols was when he left to go to Anaheim.
4: That's a great mic drop there from Courtney. Thank you so much uh, for that. Here's the thing you have to remember. Most of the time, these superstars, when they leave, the last year or two leading up to their exit is not pretty. It's not always the fairy tale ending. (laughs)
3: Like it, it. Hoisting the cup off into the sunset. Like
4: that would be nice. Yeah, yeah be like great. Ray Bork finished his career perfectly. But even that came with something because Ray Bork had to be traded from the Boston Bruins to the Colorado Avalanche. Like there's always something towards the end of the career or at the end of that, that guy's career with that team. And so, I mean, if there wasn't PT, why would you move on from Vladdy Tarasenko right now? Why would you? If you're Doug Armstrong and the price is reasonable and every, all things considered. If everything was rainbows and unicorns. Oh, you're
3: playing good hockey, you're
4: saying? Playing good hockey. Well, oh, then I keep... Happy it. to be here. You know, all this stuff. But none of those things are lining up right now. One, he's playing okay hockey. Okay. He's been injured again yep. this year. He asked for the trade uh, a couple of years ago, and it's been kind of... Uh, there's been friction back and forth. Even in, in some of the things that Vladdy says in this article, it it's not like he's angry, but it just feels like there's friction you know and that to me just shows it's time it's just time to move on in my opinion but i do agree that vladimir tarasenko should be celebrated i for one have seen a lot of incredible moments from vladimir tarasenko while wearing that blue note and i'll tell you this that while wearing that blue note and representing st louis vladdy has competed he has he doesn't compete maybe like you. You think your guy should compete all the time, but Vladi is a very proud guy, and he has competed very hard for the Blue Note. We should celebrate him whenever that time comes. What's a rub-off mean? That's exactly. we one celebrate the things all of that That
3: I'm going to remember the most mm-hmm. is that right there. I do get another good text from the 480. It says, Vladdy will get a long-standing ovation upon his return to St. Louis, just as St. Louis sports band, uh, fans do for all their guys. You're good. absolutely right. It will be a missed opportunity, though, that when he's coming out on the ice, you don't play something with a the summer theme. So whether it's DJ Jazzy Jeff and uh, Fresh Prince, like summertime. Summer, summer, <laughs> summertime, summertime. I think that would be a great way. And maybe he'd get it, maybe he wouldn't. Probably but not. the few of us. Yeah, the few of us, I, us. Brad, you and I, we'd get it. Laughing my tail off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I know you know, you started with this one. I uh, even asking how was my summer. That's our bad. Well, not our fault. We would have asked about it. So I care what a guy's doing in the summer. I like to care about the off I think that's a nice icebreaker as to yeah. them. why'd you ask for a trade.
4: I mean, what's
3: more important, right? Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like ease into it. You gotta crawl before you walk. Some of these writers, boy, <laughs> don't know what they're doing. It's a fast lane, Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, BT, all here with you. Somebody that does know what he's doing the Cardinals signed him he's gonna be behind the plate you know mlb's been rolling out their top 10 lists you know they, the top 10 had the rotation Kids the other day daddy. uh cardinals found themselves just outside of the top 10 when it came to members of the rotation likely i mean i don't know exactly just outside just well they were outside of the top 10 okay uh-huh. they didn't have anybody within the top 10 they do have a catcher within the top 10 we'll tell you where he land we'll recap some of these top 10 and see did the cardinals get jobbed anywhere along the way Jamie thinks they did. He'll tell you who. Absolutely. Next. I have no idea what's happened.
0: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. As a ball player, as a catcher, you have to keep getting better in every area. Uh, there's
2: no one area or any specific that I have to be like, hey, I'm good at this. No, I feel like I have to keep getting better in every area. Of course, I'm going to create a relationship with my pitchers,
0: create a bond, create the, the trust and that, that would take a spring training for sure. But for me, just be able to communicate with my teammates, stay on the same page, be able to communicate, communicate with my manager. It takes everybody to be on the same page, it takes chemistry to, to create a winning team and I'm looking forward to that.
3: That's Cardinals backstop Wilson Contreras who signed a five-year $87.5 million deal. He did go on to say he also wants to build the relationships with the media, specifically the fast lane. Would love to do a weekly hit. We'll see what we I can did, get I going that too, Brad. Uh, on that because I, I think that would be a great way yeah. to just kind of ingrain himself in the community, which you know he will end up doing. Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, Brad Thompson all here with you. And MLB Network has been rattling off their top 10 players at every position. Now, we had the conversation the other day, uh, and uh, there was a little backlash. Some people upset that Tommy Edman was, was not outraged, listed. I know you were. He wasn't listed in the top 10 for shortstops. Then we kind of went over the list a little bit more, and and you say, eh, I could see it. You know what I mean? When you're looking, to, if you're looking, if you're looking at WAR, well, he's up there, and he certainly should have been. If you're taking into the analytics, Tommy's definitely there, and he's a really good shortstop. But you saw the names that were on the list, and you say, okay, all right, I'll give it's you a It's not pass. all about offense, Brad. It's not all about offense. You're right. <laughs> and defense is going to be even more important this year than it's been in years past. Unfortunately for Tommy, unfortunately for some of those guys on that list, a lot of guys, uh, pretty much all of those guys, could also pick it pretty well over at shortstop. But uh, he's right there, kind of like the rotation, maybe on the outside looking in. Like barely, you know, barely. I don't
4: know if that's true, Brad. Which one? With
3: you the know. rotation part? You know. Right. But they were outside of the top
4: 10. How far?
3: Far enough. Um, but if they did an 11 through 20, mm. I have a good feeling that they would have fallen just outside of that. And then oh, wow. maybe you'd sneak a Michaelis in right around 21. Chances well, are.
4: it's better than 22. That's what I'm saying.
3: Yeah. Exactly. So the catcher's ratings came out. And uh, look, Wilson Contreras firmly planted right in the middle right in the middle number five okay your top five watch well, give you the ten jt real muto uh i don't think anybody's got any beef with jt being there he was number one last year he's number one again will smith uh the catcher obviously for the I dodgers got it. That guy slaps it yep no yep yes yes he does mm-hmm. good hitter good behind the plate nice young player uh adley rushman who was a rookie last year, first overall pick a couple of years ago from the Orioles. Already number three, huh? They get a lot of first overall picks. Uh, But very good hitter like a great, solid behind the plate. Kid's going to be a stud if he gets out of Baltimore. Sean Murphy, who got traded to Atlanta, comes in at number four. Contreras at five. Alejandro Kirk. Saw plenty of rumors about him at the deadline. Uh, He ends up at number six. Travis Darnot of the Braves comes in at number seven. Sal Perez at eight. Danny Jansen. Kind of odd to have two catchers in the top ten for one team. One team. That's probably why they were in in all of these trade uh, talks. And and Tyler Stevenson with the Cincinnati Reds behind the plate. And with, when it comes to Tyler Stevenson, it was amazing last year when he got hurt. And they, they weren't a good team, okay, uh, top to bottom. But it looked like their spirit was broken when Stevenson got hurt. Like he was already a leader <laughs> yeah. on that team for a young player. So I think that he's going to be really good. We know what Wilson Contreras is going to bring with the bat. It's another proven bat uh, that is, has shown you he could do it in this league for the last couple of years.
4: Do you think five is fair? For Contreras? Because when I look at this list, like with, with Adley Rushman, I, I think that's pretty high. That's pretty quick to give the guy number three. Sean Murphy, I you know, Sean I Murphy think he's somewhere in that area. I'm just wondering, is Wilson Contreras at five? Is that... A, kind of where you'd put him BP.
3: I think that it's very fair I think that uh, Adley Rutschman and I think that's the one where you look at him and say well how you haven't really even proved oh, yeah, the, for the body long. work
4: and I'm like yeah
3: no no no." I, I understand that I would just if I had to go one for one I said Brad you got five years you got the next five years of Adley Rutschman or you got the next five years of Wilson Contreras what do you want I'm gonna take Adley yeah if, I, if I'm picking between the two so I, I think that it's fair but I mean you still have got Yadier Molina wasn't gonna be on this list like he, he wasn't just straight defense behind the plate okay, and so getting it done. Now, can
4: we dive into that for a second? Yeah, because sure. I'm always fascinated by these lists from the standpoint of, especially in baseball, where the offense and the defense where they meet, yeah, and, and how you create some of the median uh averages for some of these guys. So, JT Real Muto, it's legit, okay, great in all fronts, yeah, it's legit. Who on this list for you, or who, how, however many of these guys on this list are strictly in the top 10 because they're bat. Um, Like, good defense. I'm not saying embarrassing. Okay,
3: one of the closer ones, I think Travis Darno is more bat maybe than he is glove, but he's still good behind the plate. We know Salvador Perez and what he's been in his career. I will say this with Salvi, though. You go look at his numbers the last couple of years, he's declined behind the plate. And that happens a lot with catchers. Uh, but uh, I think he's still there. Danny Jansen, I didn't get a chance to see him quite as much. But in while we were digging in, looking at all the trade stuff, He's highly thought of, and when it comes to like pitch framing and stealing strikes, he and uh, Alejandro Kirk were actually really good at at both of those things. So there's not one outlier where it says, oh, okay, here we go, stick
4: first guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a guy that's not in this top 10 that would absolutely be in the top 10 defensively that's missing? You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of painting into a corner.
3: Yeah, no, I think they kind of got their best of the best. Yeah. Like, there
4: are some guys that uh, – Like, a Yachty think, or Molina. Like, I don't I don't know uh, where Yachty would score defensively amongst these guys because I don't have all the, the, the analytical sure. numbers. a lot numbers. of them are difficult to
3: quantify, too. It kind of is what's important to you. Is it yeah. the stealing the strikes? Is its it is – it, uh, Controlling the running game? Is it big arm? By the way, that's something I don't think that we've talked about enough with Contreras. He's got is a cannon, arm? doesn't he? Yeah, and, and it's going to be more important. I, I think that with the new rules, and I'm really looking forward to spring training. And by the way, first game of spring training is going to be February 25th. I believe they're playing the Washington Nationals at home, that will be on TV. Uh, the next day, the 26th, they're playing against Skippy, uh, playing against the Marlins. Ooh. Both games on TV on Bally Sports. Want to wow. check that out? Catch that, eh, Brad? Find your uh, local retailer. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, I, I can't wait to see what this looks like and see how much they actually start digging in and, and do teams steal more? Do they try to take more opportunity with limited pickoffs? If they do, and and the bigger bases, if they do, I think that Contreras is going to be really solid behind the plate. When you look at all of the other top ten lists, I didn't have uh, too many beefs. I had I had one like a kind of a head scratcher, like oh okay, and another one where I'm like mm, that's not high enough. But, uh, and I'll tell you who those were. The head scratcher, like, mm, okay, uh, was Tyler O'Neill coming in at number seven. For left fielders I just thought after the year that he had last year that we wouldn't see something like that so the top 10 left fielders Jordan Alvarez uh, Juan Soto Kyle Schwarber Taylor Ward with the Angels Randy Arozarena, you oh may boy. have heard of him Stephen Kwan from Cleveland and then Tyler O'Neill. following Tyler was Michael Brantley Ian Happ and Eloy Jimenez So uh, I was a little surprised to see him as high on that list or really even on that list after the year that he had uh, in 2020. It's
4: surprising, uh, but maybe they look at last year as an outlier where I, I don't know if I would look at it as an outlier or if I'd look at the year before as an outlier from tyler it's Runeiro. fair no you know it's I fair mean, i, mean, I, I think know.
3: you can paint this picture however you want to paint mm-hmm. it uh i like to uh paint it i guess the way that they did over at mlb the one that i had a little bit of a beef with and it's not that your player wasn't on it it's a stupid ranking list like
4: who cares right i know exactly where you're going where am i going nolan Arenado, Th- fifth I, insane I, fifth? stupid at third base stupid. i was just about to say the same fifth? thing he's got to be first if you want to fight with me over Machado or Aronado, go ahead. We pick, can beef it up. Pick your horse. Okay. After that, I'm sorry. There's no contest. Oh, Jose Ramirez is a really good player. He's great. With the Guardians.
3: Okay. Uh, Austin Riley, a really good player. Yeah, great. There is not a world, okay, that Austin Riley's a better third baseman than Nolan Aronado. And this they're is what,
5: not. what makes me think they're just basing it off of just strictly hitting
3: like well, is an all-encompassing thing. We might want to put the total package there. And right. by the way, uh, it's not like Nolan Arenado is just glove first. Right. As like look at it <laughs> seriously. At Nolan. Yeah, I mean, it was
4: what second in NL MVP. Third. Third. That's right. So it was Goldie Machado. Machado. Arenado, yeah. so, so I'm like sorry, you said, your, you can have that beef back right, and forth right if there. you want to. Like Machado, Arenado, there's your two guys.
3: The other, the other guy, by the way, was uh, Rafael Devers, who signed a monster deal with Boston.
4: He's good. good. He's a really good player. He's good. He's not
3: Arenado. I'm taking Arenado all day because, uh, like, Devers is not really good in the field either. Good, good, bad.
4: Okay. Quite honestly, BT, I'm telling you right now, if if I had to pick Machado or Nolan Arenado, I'm taking Nolan Arenado. Yeah, I'm trying not to be a homer here. I, I, I'm not. But you, I think I am too. Like, I'm not trying to be the homer. I'm really not the homer. If anything, a lot of times I push back just for the sake of arguments. But this one here absolutely pissed me off. Because if I had both players, all things being equal, right there in front of me, I'm taking Nolan Arnato I mean, He won the gold glove, so he has that over Machado, as far as the leadership, all, all that. Machado's an emotional guy. He's, he's turned into a hell of a leader great. actually. The last few years, good for him. I'm still taking
3: Arenado. Yeah, he's the one that's trying to keep uh, Tatis Jr. in yeah, check. Good luck. By the way, Machado, Machado will likely be on the market. He's got an opt out, I think, after this year, which he'll exercise. When you look at some of the money that's out there, he'll be 31 after the season. Should be a little interesting. But either way, Wilson Contreras lands himself at number 5 in the top catchers. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what the Cardinals have. It's going to be a changing of a guard. I was talking to somebody today. I said, I know it's weird after how epic uh, last year was, but I'm really pumped up about this season and kind of seeing some of these fresh young players and seeing what steps guys make and seeing the impact that a guy like Contreras is able to make as well. We got a lot going on in the world of sports. I mean, you got players. Demanding trades. You got, I mean, Pro Bowl. You got Pro Bowl stuff. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, NHL All Star game. Yeah, you, you, I mean, Marshy's got all this information. Things are trending. He's going to tell you all about them next. The smartest way to do your homework is Heckman Lumber
0: back to the fast lane podcast presented by Dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn it's time to find out what's going on in the sports world with what's trending now brought to you by goodwill donate a car and get tickets to the st louis cardinals
3: With Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, Brad Thompson. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. It's What's Trending Time. Marsh, what do we got?
5: Guys, tell me where you have heard this before. It's a Woj Bomb. Kyrie Irving has told the Nets he wants to be traded.
4: Wow, that's a... Uh, where does he want to go? I thought he really wanted to go to the Nets. I thought that was like a the destination they all did. landing spot. They where all did, and now they all want out. Literally all of them wanted to go to Brooklyn, and literally all of them have asked for a trade out and so much so that it's a couple of them are already gone
3: the rest of the guys are saying
4: go, go ahead and give it to him <laughs> he can have it it's amazing. I don't know of anybody who wants to keep him maybe I'm wrong I'm, so, not, I'm not inside that locker room so. trade
3: deadline is next Thursday right it, when you're looking at it uh, and apparently, as far as Woj says, he has not shared a list of preferred teams that he'd like to be traded to. But he has maintained an interest in the Lakers, sources say. L.A. is expected to be among the teams that will explore a possible trade with the Nets. Could you see Kyrie and the way that he goes about it with LeBron and the way that he goes about it? Now, I don't know what their relationship is. And then they got is. that they other guy, too, one. Pat Beverly. That guy is something else.
4: They're all. Can you imagine putting all these? And what's his name? Uh, Westbrook? Oh,
3: LeBron James.
4: Westbrook? I feel like I feel like Westbrook would be
5: a part didn't of... Didn't need
3: to do that. You didn't
5: need to. <laughs> I feel like he would be... A, if he was a part of that trade, he would reunite with KD. Yeah. Which would make things
4: even more interesting. More awkward than... The, yeah. yeah. I just... I, I, you know what? I want it. Kyrie to the Lakers, please. I will watch for every the Lakers
5: game. I feel like the NBA wants this too. Like, this is how the NBA goes about their business. They want that drama like that's what like there's so much drama in the NBA and that's why all the eyes are on there. And then you have LeBron who most likely that team's not going to make the playoffs. You got to get some type of buzz going in in L.A.
4: I just man. Oh man Kyrie. You know what? I look at that honestly and I shake my head and I think I get angry out of frustration because he's such a talented player when he's got his head screwed on straight. Well,
3: that's never going to happen. The head screwed on. I know, but he's such a talented
4: player. Just playing, right? Even right now.
3: So the thing is, like, if you're a team that's looking to get a spark. He certainly could bring. these averaging over twenty-seven points a but
4: game. Do you want the baggage to be.
3: Sometimes deep? you have to deal with the baggage to get over the hump, don't you? Like every <sighs> once in a while, it's like, okay, well, this guy. What
4: if he sends a team in a different direction though?
3: Well, that's a risk you're willing to take, and then maybe you can cut ties. I don't know what his contract looks like for the either. foreseeable Pro- future. Well, I think so. he
4: opted in. The funny thing is, is he could have opted out. I think after this year, but he opted in for like an astronomical amount of money. Am I right? Seems like Marci? a smart idea. So apparently he signed recently.
3: So. Uh, well, he's, he looks to be in his second to last year of a four-year, $136.5 <laughs> million deal.
4: Maybe I'm wrong. So, I thought he had to opt in or something this well, year.
3: Well, they very well could have. Yeah, there you go. 2022, 23, he had a player option. So there the deadline go. was 629. He did Basketball's exercise.
4: Basketball's my thing, BT. For sure it is.
3: And it's smart. So next year, <laughs> he'll make uh, $36.5 <laughs> million as well.
4: How's he going to get by on that? Is that right? No,
3: hold on. <laughs> No, no, no. I got my years wrong. He's in the final year of his deal. So that makes it a little bit easier to make a, make a deal. Yeah. 22, 20. So I like uh, sports like baseball that have one, one season. Where it's just yeah. 2022. 20, Boom. Easy. Cut, dry. You might be thinking to yourself, how stupid do you have to be to not be able to put together
4: two seasons? Pretty stupid, I guess. It can get confusing. But man. I struggle with it mightily. Because if you Was go back, Was it the 17 18 team or the 18 19 team? But, okay, so to that point, you go back to, like, the Blues. People always go, yeah. oh, 2019 Blues. Well, the 2018, 2019, or the 2019, 2020? Right. I remember
3: the 18-19 Blues if yeah. I'm going to remember yeah. a team. I
5: Correct. Think that might but people be always one.
4: say 2019 Blues. Yeah.
5: I think it's a little bit more difficult when it comes to the NFL because usually the NFL season is all in the back half of – Let's say 2022. However, the playoffs are all 2023. So when you think of like the 1999 Rams, technically they won the Super Bowl in 2000, right? So like that can get a little confusing when you're trying to. You are
4: really confusing me right now. You
5: know what? I'm so sorry, Jamie. It's okay. I I know you're going on vacation here soon. I don't want to give you any trouble. No more stress. No more anxiety. Why don't we just move on? Thank you. We'll continue talking about football and trades because we know that Derek Carr is going to be traded This offseason from Vegas, which is it's the same place. They're hosting the Pro Bowl, of course. And Derek Carr competed alongside Tyler Huntley in the precision passing portion of the skills competition, and they did a pretty good job. And Ryan Clark, ESPN, asked Derek Carr this question, and I thought his response was hilarious.
1: Listen, Derek. You've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you
3: ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. It's uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Good on him. <laughs> Good on do? him. What are you going to do? You might as well play into it a little bit. But I believe Derek Carr has a no trade clause. So he'll have control into what happens with his career here moving forward.
3: And I guess he has said, too, he's not going to be uh, pushing it back at all. He's not extending the contract trigger date. Like, he could, like, help out yeah, a he's got some little roster little bonus yeah, or something. Why, why, would you, uh, why would you do that? Well, why would you help good. him out at this point? I like money. Point? Well, of course the money's good. No, you don't help, you don't help them but out. They're not he, helping he, you out. He was asked he literally during the sent Pro sent you home, Derek. <laughs> He was asked. He said he will not amend the date by which more than $40 million in guarantees kicks in. I mean, well, poor guy. Increasing the likelihood he'll be released by the team. He said, I don't think that would be best for me, is what uh, Derek Carr said. And there will be a, uh, a long list of suitors for Derek Carr. You're hearing his name kicked around God. a lot. The Saints apparently are if pretty big Dolphins, on, on him. The Saints,
4: the Jets. I mean, any team that needs a, The 49ers. Anybody that needs a quarterback. Yeah, he's not... He's not dynamic, but he's he'll help your team. You know who's going to the Dolphins? Who? Aaron Rodgers. You think?
3: Yeah. I would actually like to see that. There are Nashville, the Titans. Oh, I don't see him going mm. to the Titans. You can't see you can't see him just uh, hanging out downtown Nashville. What? Well, uh, maybe. Just living that vibe. That seems like his vibe. Like very hippie vibe. Is it though? Kinda.
5: I
4: don't know if he's into he the,
5: the country music. Well, he'll stuff, get into though. all yeah, kinds but of stuff. Yeah, Nashville's
4: got a whole different vibe to it now, Marshy. It's not all like you have some areas that are old country. Some yeah. of it's all this new wave like more poppy, trendy, yeah. like young professional. You're
5: probably thinking of like the the Gulch area like down there in Nashville. What did you call it? It's called the Gulch. Hmm. The Glitter Gulch? Anyways, you mentioned Miami. <laughs> And uh, their quarterback, Tua. What about him? Well, you know, we just never know with him. He's always, you know, injured. And it's because of concussions. The NFL came out and said that regular season concussions increased 18% in 2022. And there was a 14% jump uh, over the last three years from 2018 uh, to 2020. So the concussions are going up,
4: guys. Uh, it's only because they're keeping track of them now. And yeah, because Jamie. of Tua really.
3: <laughs> he's yeah, they're he, inside the thanks Tua. <laughs> Jeez. Hope he's fine, by the way. He seems like a really nice guy. Easy to root for. Finally had a coach in Mike McDaniel where it's like, okay. Like, he believes in him. These two are going to work well together. And th- he just can't stay on the field. Like, that's very scary. If you believe that you've built a roster in Miami now that can compete, that you believe can be a maybe a, a perennial playoff team, but you're not sure if you've got the right guy under center,
4: uh, that's how, do you, how do you That's why yesterday that was that? Biggest, one of the biggest questions yes. about the Dolphins is, like, what do you do at quarterback? tough one
3: it is a tough one
4: anything else trending marshy or are we good <laughs> we're
3: fine. all right we're good i bet we got a good text into the uh we got of service them. text line from 314-399-9646 uh lessons can be learned from a lot of players out there a lot of people yeah, people do something for a really long time you think to yourself if you're in that same industry like how the hell how the hell do you do what you're doing now there's somebody not the same industry necessarily but there's a lot of players In another league, who are very interested in what LeBron James is doing. So weird. At his age. Let's talk about those players, how he does it, and how do you stay so long. Jamie, that's next on 101 ESPN.
0: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
3: season jamie 20th season for lebron james 38 years old uh and what he's doing is pretty damn special he's averaging over 34 points a game over nine rebounds over doing, eight assists he's, uh, they're they're just uh I just they're being around okay, right you now, know they're around. they're still gonna they'll be in the mix at the end of it they'll make the playoffs barely or play in or something they'll they'll be One a of part of it uh, monster year Though for him specifically, an incredible career as he's approaching the uh, the scoring title uh, in the history of the league, and it's getting harder and harder to be like, oh, he's not the best. Like, well, the numbers are kind of bearing it out, but. Uh the longevity is the thing. Like you know this. Like, it's hard to play anything or do anything physical for a long period of time. And again, 20 years in the NBA. And Marsha, you came across an article at the Athletics. Some mm-hmm. people are trying to learn a little bit about what LeBron James is doing and how he's doing it.
5: Yeah, uh Mark Lazarus, who covers the, the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. um had an article about some NHL guys that just sharing their thoughts about LeBron James as he approaches uh, Kareem's record and just how long he's been going for. And it kind of just reminded me of, you know, the the players that you guys have played with. You look at Yachty, you look at Albert, Chris Chelios. I mean, that guy played forever, right? And
4: is he still playing? He probably could. <laughs> yeah. Is Jager still playing somewhere? He, play- is. he played this year. Was he 50 this year and <laughs> yes. he played? He scored a goal, actually, yeah. I think. Yeah, he's. Playing for the team he owns but still nonetheless whatever
3: that's the way to do it
5: and then you have uh tom brady who just retired obviously after 23 years and it just kind of sparked the 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 conversation for me at least the idea that you know what are these guys doing to put themselves through all of this the the grind and what are they doing differently than than the players now
4: like you don't you don't really see that anymore. Well, first of all, they're special, right? I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll, from a yeah they're level. unicorns yes. for that matter. When you look at the number of players in each sport that have played in the league uh to get to this many years slash games, I mean they're unicorns. They mm-hmm. really are. And so that right there is the first thing you notice is that okay, they're special from a physical standpoint and a talent standpoint. What's funny to me is like I'll I'll throw Tom Brady. Uh, Yachty, um, LeBron in this category of guys that came into a league that operated differently and had to adjust with the times in order to remain on top of their game. So if we isolate guys like Chris Chelios, okay? Chelly played for a long time, but he was an absolute freak of nature. He really was. Chelly would drink six out of seven nights a week, He owned bars in Detroit. He'd get to the rink in the morning. I think I've told this story, but for those who haven't heard it, he had a bike in the sauna, and he'd ride the bike in the sauna for 10 minutes, get out, go jump underwater into the cold tub, the ice bath, get out, towel off, ride the bike again for 10 minutes, underneath the ice bath, get out, towel off, grab a coffee, and he was ready to go. That was it. Routines are important, Jamie. But this is Chris Chelio, so you're talking about old school. How'd you do it? I sweat it out, and I just got after it. Grabbed a coffee. Play for the tie. <laughs> Tom Brady came in at an era of football where things were different, uh, and he evolved. Look at every, all the the stuff that he is a pioneer of. The TB12, whether yeah. you agree with it or not, or believe in it or not, there are a lot of athletes that have done a lot of this training now that live and swear by it. The NHL guys are uh, into the, the the whole working out together and they're with biosteel and all this stuff. So. For guys like LeBron, came in one way and he's managed to evolve with the game at the same time, at the, as well as still being relevant and important to his team. I think
3: one of the biggest things, too, is, guys, uh, there's two things. First of all, and it's widely known... LeBron spends like over a million dollars a year just on his body, right? right. Just on recovery and, and different stuff like that. So investing in yourself is pretty darn important to keep your keep you where you need to be. But you can invest in yourself all day long. The great ones that stick around the most are disciplined. Discipline is the it's it, it's the key to basically anything that you want to get done in your life. And we all act like we're disciplined usually around January first is when we <clears> act <throat> like we're like super disciplined. I'm gonna I do this. I'm gonna do, that, I'm gonna do that eat well these guys simply don't cheat on Uh the things that they're doing they say they're gonna work out they're gonna work out they say they're gonna eat right they're gonna eat right say they're not gonna drink they're not gonna drink like that that's what is that's what the discipline is uh and the special ones are able to do that i think about a guy like adam wainwright who has had to evolve throughout the years kind of in similar ways adam has totally overhauled his workouts totally overhauled his diet over the last few years i mean he talked about it He, he said He's like, man, I, I was a, a sweet tea drinking, Chick Fil A eating machine, and he's evolved. He's got away from a lot of different things. He'll have his cheat day here and there, right? But, but then gets right back into it because his body recovers. Like we have so much more knowledge about nutrition and health and recovery, the importance of sleep. Like, like a lot of times there is the old adage like early bird gets the worm and you got to stay up late and do stuff. And you need sleep. Like you need to recover. Like that's one of the most important things out there. So to me, the discipline that some of these guys have it has to couple with an incredible gift. You don't just have the hardest workers. I'm getting plenty of sleep, and I'm recovering, and I'm working hard, and I'm eating right. Yeah, but you're not talented. Like <laughs> That's the difference That's the difference in what you do. But I really do think, like, you don't have to be an NHL player, an NBA player, MLB, like looking at LeBron James and be like, how's he doing it, right? You can be anybody in life and say, okay, well, how, how do you stay at the top of the game when everybody's coming for you? You don't think other guys want to wear the crown like, like LeBron? Of course they do. Everybody wants to be the king. So you have to not only live up to those expectations, knowing that everybody is chasing you and you still have to not focus on them and still worry about getting better and better. It's difficult to do.
4: It's very difficult to do. And I can tell you, Brad, I don't know about your personal experiences within the game, but uh, it's difficult. Like my whole career, it's a tale of two stories for me. I'm very open about my career. In the first half of my career, I did not take it seriously. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I, I competed like a son of a gun on the ice and practiced hard. But the rest of it, no, I, I went out, I drank, I didn't eat right. And, yeah, I thought this is going to be easy. I'll do this for 20 years. No big deal. Well, halfway through my career, I was having trouble finding a place to play. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm way too good to not have a place to Look play. Look at me. Like, yeah. And, but the story goes as I wasn't putting enough time into my craft and I wasn't investing into myself I was investing into outside things so the second half of my career I managed to salvage a career because I started to eat right train harder do better like more practice off ice things so that that to me it took me too long to realize it whereas a lot of these guys they realize it now going into their careers know a lot of the young guys coming into the league now no matter what league it is they realize it going into their careers are just starting and they know what they need to sacrifice in order to be the best and some of the guys like lebron and chelly chelly was ahead of his time with working out and any of those guys they got ahead of the curve they realized it before the times realized it
3: got a text here to the air comfort service text line 314-399-9646 says i'm super disciplined about drinking a lot of bourbon every day that is that my text? That might be from Jamie's number. <laughs> Not sure if it's a discipline or the opposite of it, but I, uh, I understand your game plan and I co-sign. Uh, but that, I, I really think like that, don't you think that discipline is like the main difference of be saying you're going to do something and actually do
4: oh, absolutely. it? Absolutely. You can say it. You can talk about it all you want. You can find people talk a great game about how they're going to do this, do that. Do they actually implement it?
3: I've said before, I've done it for like two days. I've said, you know what I want to try? I want to try for a a good amount of time. I want to cut out sugar and I want to cut out gluten. I want to see how I feel. And those are two things, by the way, Wayno cut out for quite some time. And I'm like, I, I want to see what that is like. I go like a day, I've got a headache. I'm like, I need some sugar or and or gluten right now. <laughs> like, yeah. you get so our diets, our food is so bad anyhow. Like even when you think you're trying to eat healthy, like we put so much crap into our food nowadays that it's just not right. Like these guys, and again, th- this is where... Uh, guys are able to invest in themselves. Guys that have big money can actually go buy good food. Yeah, it's and, and not cheap. Stuff. It's 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 easier to go buy fast food if you're a family, like, or it's easy, you know, the, than cooking and trying to do good stuff. It's a very difficult thing. So that's why we're talking about athletes at a totally different level, but you still end up having to have that discipline. Uh, the Blue Stink. That was an awkward Son transition. A... No, it was, it was a bad transition. What okay. The hell, and it has nothing, Brad? has nothing to do with their nutrition, it has nothing to do with their work. Yeah, okay. They stink at putting a good product out there night in and
4: night out. Which is, a, it's a <sighs> I different mean, I way like of saying. I don't like wording, but I can't really disagree. with it.
3: Okay, you know what? Maybe I'll get away from stink. They have been lackluster for most of the year.
4: Just inconsistent. Right. Lackluster. Okay. Defensively, at times.
3: They've shown you some good, mm. and then poured on the bad. <sighs> Who is to blame? The fans have spoken. Okay, the fans have spoken. You have spoken. We're going to tell you who you blame, not you specifically, but a lot of fans. Next on 101 ESPN.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable
1: problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals
3: What I'm going to
5: remember most about Big Daddy Vladdy is the Winter Classic. I mean, come on. The guy had two goals on two shifts within a matter of minutes of each other. He single-handedly, for anybody that doesn't remember this, single-handedly more or less dispatched the San Jose Sharks in
3: the Stanley Cup run. Now, if you're listening to that mic drop right there, and who was that again, Marsha, You told me three seconds Brian. ago. Brian. Brian. That's what I said. Brian. Uh, if you're listening to that, you say, did, did I miss something? Did Vladdy get traded while he was at the All Star game? You, no, you didn't miss anything. But it's, I mean, he's gone. Brad, he's gone. Like we, we all. You know don't him. know that.
5: Well, he he's he's in Florida right now. Yeah, like, he's right. literally
3: not in St. Louis right. right now, and his heart hasn't been for years. If we had to guess, Brad. you know what I mean? Um, you don't. You can't okay, guess, right? You know that's unfair. That is unfair. It's what we do. We make <laughs> things up. Oftentimes, no. they're cruel, unusual, and not true. Uh, but, <laughs> but did ask if, and this is uh, piggybacking off of Jeremy Rutherford, our, our good buddy and insider from the Athletic, sit down with uh, with Laddie. And talking about it. You know, maybe this is the last time you get to represent the blues on the biggest stage. Have you thought about it? And uh, his comments, as we talked about a little bit earlier, there's probably some frustration there. But there's also some emotions running through him. And the question was, what do you think that, uh, you know, what, what is your legacy? What is your lasting impression? Yeah. How will Vlade? you remember? Yeah. Vlade. I will remember oh, you. Anyways. So... Um, That was the the mic drop there from Brian. We appreciate that. And keep him coming. How are you going to remember Vladdy? And uh, when he gets back to town, when he's listening to the show, he's like, well, I guess I got traded. Uh, He's going to listen to the podcast. (laughs) He's definitely downloading it. What happened? (laughs) But we know the Blues have struggled this year. They have not uh, lived up to the expectations that anybody had for them. So the question is, who's to blame? And fortunately, we live in a world right now where we can blame anybody we want, and the fans have a voice. And, Marshy, the fans have gotten together, and they have fingered everybody. This is your fault, your fault, your fault. Who's at fault here? Yeah, we, uh, so we,
5: we spoke about this uh, earlier in the week as well, and Jr. he ran a poll last week on The Athletic, and well, the results came in, and there's a few different questions that that he posed for Blues fans, and ultimately, the one at the top of the list is, you know, who's to blame for all the struggles this year? Okay. And uh, we got a myriad of different responses, uh, whether it was Doug Armstrong, The players, but ultimately in this poll, it came out the top response was the players at 66.2%. That was the top response for who's to blame uh, for the struggles.
3: I think that's fair, Jamie. Like, let's, it let's put it on the guys that are fair. actually out there on the ice and yeah. then not doing their jobs. Can we put it on those guys? And not night in and night out. And I don't even want to say they're not trying. Everybody has, there's a professional pride. I'll just say at times it doesn't look like you're trying. So Or not trying in the right direction. Maybe, maybe, right? Maybe you're only thinking about half the game, the part of it that helps you, instead it's of possible. the part that uh, helps everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, they say there's no I in team. There is one in Win. And they're not doing enough of that. Yep. So if you had independent contractors going out there it's like, look, these idiots, look, oh, they're winning. Who cares? Right? But they're not winning at this point. But it's fair to blame it on the players or at least the bulk of it.
4: Well, it's, I mean, I I have been steadfast with that is you can point your finger wherever you want. Uh, it's the players. They, they, at the end of the day, they're the ones that have to play the games. They're the ones that have to put together 60-minute efforts. And that hasn't happened. It hasn't happened often enough. And so it doesn't matter about anything else. This roster... This roster has proven, if you want to point the finger at the roster or Doug Armstrong's coaching staff, I don't care. This roster has proven that it's good enough to win hockey games. And they've played some really good hockey games, which tells you that they're capable of doing so. So the fact that they've been inconsistent and unable to string together uh, a a good run of games here, that's definitely on the players.
5: Yeah, one of the uh, questions in this poll was what aspect of Armstrong's work has had the biggest impact on this lack of success. And like I said before, a lot of people, you know, they, they point the finger at army, you know, other people are pointing the fingers at, uh, at the players but you know it was the, it's a lengthy contract terms that have been given out to several of these veteran pieces
3: so uh, where are we looking at mainly here we're looking at Falk, Krug, pareco are those the, the big deals that you're looking at I mean certainly you got some young talented players on some big time contracts Thomas, Kairu, you could easily make the if you wanted to make the case that you gave it a little bit too early I guess you could make that one but it doesn't seem to be killing you at this point what are one yeah. the ones that people are most upset
4: about well I think. think people are circling especially right now because it's in the now um i think they're circling uh, the colton pareko the tory krug i don't necessarily think they they turn towards the justin falk deal i think people after the first year you did after for, no, really first good. year 100 percent, but since then i think people are like you know what it's not on him yeah the, you know he's out there he's he's giving a good effort he's trying i, I think that you know people look at the uh marcos candela contract Probably thought maybe that that one you know, shouldn't have happened. But it's all in hindsight now. Because when Marco Scandella was given that contract, he was coming off a really good stint with the Blues. He was coming off a really good showing as Colton Pareco's partner to where you didn't have a replacement for Jay Bomeister. So all of these contracts, the way they've happened, it's all been in relative to the timing and the need at that point. So when the Blues aren't successful and you look at some of the contracts, it's easy to go, well, those are the ones there that are the problem, but they're also the going rate in this league right now. You know, Colton Pareko would have gotten a very similar contract from almost, I I would say, 25 other teams in the NHL. So yeah. you can't necessarily go, oh, well Army, that contract looks bad. It does right now because the team's not playing well, and Colton Pareko's had a bumpy road here with injuries last year and then this year with inconsistencies. But I can tell you this. If you gave the opportunity for teams to trade for Colton Pareko, you would have a long list of teams wanting him with this current deal. So what does that say about their GMs? They're all that along the same you line. You
3: should call them and, and see bread. what they're willing to give up. Jesus Christ. I'm just saying, Jesus it's God. an option. All the cards are on the table, Jamie. That's a, you got to look around. You can't just shuffle around your crappy cards that are uh, free agents I after agree. a year. I agree. Sometimes... To me, it's
4: not the contracts that are on file right now. For me, I think if Army was to go back and evaluate, it's maybe a couple of the contracts that he let walk away.
3: I mean, name one. I don't know Petro. Name two. Peron. That would be the two. Like if you're, like, give me the two Ps back. All right, and I feel pretty good about That's right. That's right. But now they're gone with the Blues' hopes. What else was on this uh, list?
5: Yeah, one thing that I found interesting was the question about Craig Berube and if there's anything that he should do differently. And the fans said nothing. We've seen a lot of fans chime in on the text line. We've heard on the mic drops that they have no blame for Craig Berube. I personally, I agree. However, the response, the top response was nothing, but the staff changes uh, are
4: needed. We're going to fire I'm, the hitting coach? You now, like what staff change? <laughs> like so, so Steve Ott and Mike Van Ryan are part of the Stanley Cup Championship coaching staff. Exactly. So what staff change? You're talking about Craig McTavish? Mac T came in here a, a, on the heels of Jim Montgomery, who had done a very good job, and Mac T was not brought in to replace Jim Montgomery. He was brought in as a veteran guy who's been around the league, done everything from being player to GM to head coach, more of a a, a guy for Craig Bruby to lean on. So I don't know if I'm pointing the finger at Mac T for the team not being inc- for the team being inconsistent.
5: I think overall, I that's the thing you want to you want to point the fingers at, at, at these people at these people. I think just overall, it all it it all it's all encompassing, right? Yeah. Like one thing doesn't lead to another per se. It's like this is happening. It's all happening at the same time. It's and it's unfortunate.
3: So, I I mean, I I don't really know what you want to do. This one wasn't necessarily on the list, but it did come via the air service or air comfort service text line. So, it's basically gospel. And this is on us. Uh, It says apparently, you guys are not looking at the big picture here with the Blue struggles this year, which I'm guilty of sometimes. Like, it's on the surface. So, it's pretty pretty obvious who is to blame. Thanks, Matheny. Wow. You know what? It's a deep dive. It's like a butterfly effect
5: kind of really thing, is. you know. I
4: think it might be. Well, Ashton Kutcher, um,
3: yeah. Good movie, mm-hmm.
4: disturbing movie. Quite. Um, Check your mailbox. Yeah, Mike Matheny. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, Matheny. You were a good
3: neighbor. If you have no idea what we're talking about, there was a time <laughs> where Mike Matheny was blamed for everything in this town. You ran out of gas on the freeway. Thanks, Matheny. Thanks, Matheny. <laughs> <laughs> Got robbed. <laughs> Thanks, Matheny. <laughs> I mean, pretty much anything. Mike was the uh, the whipping boy yes, he for was. any of that. We got any more uh, things at the uh, – what else was – We got a couple more. Yeah, go it's, There's got to be some positive. Let's go positive here on this one.
4: Okay, yeah, Spain here we go. Fan index, boom, good stuff.
5: Who has been the team MVP this season?
4: Jordan Bennington, yeah, baby. Okay, all right, good. He has yeah. been. I think it's been. I think it's actually very clear that he has been, which is good. Because that was a
5: huge question coming into the season whether or not Jordan Bennington could could get right. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, he's and he was coming off fights.
4: Well, maybe the injury too, and the injury. But this is a, so. If I'm a Blues fan right now, this is why I'm uh, optimistic the number one spot that usually teams have trouble finding to solidify is the goaltending position. You've got a number one goalie in Jordan Binnington. And although he hasn't been perfect this year, unfortunately he's had to be perfect on most nights to give your team a chance to win, but he's still he's a really good number one goalie. That helps you with your retool or not your rebuild, but whatever you want to call it, it helps you there because you have that position identified and solidified where now you can build outward from there. So, for me, that's a big a big plus for the Blues.
5: We did get a text from the 636. BT, I am really disappointed in you on the contracts that walked hour. away.
3: What do you mean? What did I miss?
5: Charlie. 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 Charlie.
3: At a fraction of the cost of Jordan Bennington, okay? So, binner has been fine for you. But Charlie, I mean, Charlie came in here as a member of the opposition and acted as if he were a blue and gave you, like, four goals in the first period. That's how much he bleeds blue. Charlie Lindgren's a special individual. It's a very nice guy. to be the one that got away at some point. You're going to look at it and be like, Hmm. okay. I think Army
4: lies awake at night. Wondering what could have been. Yes. He's Mm -hmm. like Petro, Perron, Lindgren. (laughs) It may not even be in that order. It may not even be in that order. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe.
3: (laughs) He's just, Charlie. It's
4: tough to sleep
3: when you have stuff like that. That's a very difficult job. Ah. So the fans have spoken. Uh, It's everyone's fault. And uh, the, the biggest thing, okay, is which of these paths forward would you like to see the organization take? And the one that they picked and you mentioned all the rewords soft retool a soft retool not a hard retool and stay competitive that was 52.1 percent you don't have the ability with the contracts that you have to tear it down to the studs you're not going to do it you're not going to flip this house okay
4: and nor does the ownership want to do that of course you don't you want people
3: coming in the doors you want to make money you yeah. want to have a good product and i think as a fan you want to have a good product you don't want to wait for a yeah. a tear down which by the way there's nothing guaranteed when you tear things down you might miss on a couple of draft picks. And all of a sudden, that suck hard for Dard, he turns out, Jamie, you mentioned yesterday, turns out he's undersized for the league. He's getting pushed around a little bit. And you go in in the tank to go get a player that didn't help you. There's nothing guaranteed. We do guarantee this. Uh, There is hockey. It will start again on the 11th. The Coyotes come back into town. You owe them. You owe them. I mean, this is, mark your calendar Uh now. This is- It actually could be a real fun game. There will be blood, Jamie. Wow. There will be blood. Wow. Yeah. putting a bounty out there. Right. I don't even know who it's on yet.
4: Does not matter? Well,
3: last time there was a bounty put on a player, we had to issue an apology. Randy put a bounty on a player. <laughs> did he? Yeah. Who did he put a bounty on? It was uh, a Detroit player, the right? The Wakey Wakey Backus. Who hit? hit... Oh no, it was uh, Duncan Keith. Yeah. Was it Duncan was it Keith or Seabrook? Oh, Seabrook. I'm sorry. Yeah. Seabrook. Brent, Brent, Seabrook. Brent Seabrook. What did yeah. he say? I he, have to hear. He literally this. put a bounty, uh, and, he he, and we were d- we were taking like uh, uh, fake donations in. Is he is he sent a message? He was going to put a couple thousand
4: into it. <laughs> If I thought I'd known this. We holy. had a good group. <laughs> so Se- Seabrook was... It was a joke, obviously. We had to issue an
5: Seabrook was the one that hit him, but I think Duncan Keith was the one said, that wakey, said wakey, wakey. Yeah. wakey.
4: It was a team effort, so get yeah. them both. It really was.
3: <laughs> really was. <laughs> All right, from the Blues to the Cardinals. You know, the Cardinals have a pretty good nucleus. They won 93 games last year. We talked about the rankings, the power rankings pretty early. Cardinals listed quite high. Now is good. What's the future look like? We'll get into that next. We're right back to the
0: Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
3: ESPN with Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, Brad Thompson, all here with you. You know, uh, we, we were talking just a minute ago before the break about uh, getting in trouble for putting a bounty out. It was Brian Bickle. It was Bickle. I
4: wonder why Bickle, uh, why Randy? I remember there was something that happened, and Randy obviously got mad.
3: So, um, and Mike Ryder, uh, who is in charge of basically everything that is everything and knows how to look up everything, fast lane historian, here. Too. he really is. He really is. He pulled an article, uh, and, and just sent it to me from CBS.com, uh, from CBS uh, .com, CBSnews.com, Chicago specifically. And the headline here says, St. Louis radio station jokes about bounty on Blackhawks Bickle, <laughs> but not everyone took it as a joke. It says here, the host of of the Fast Lane, thank God they didn't name him, on Friday <laughs> afternoon on ESPN 101 radio in St. Louis, joked about raising money for a bounty on Blackhawks winger Brian Bickle. Apparently, not everyone took it as a joke, though, certainly not on Twitter, as the host claimed to have had $4,825 <laughs> committed before having to make it clear that they weren't being serious. Got a quote here says apparently management is not too happy with us. One of the co-hosts said (laughs) that was Randy. For those of you who don't understand, we were just playing around and kidding. We did have four thousand eight hundred twenty-five dollars committed, so we'll probably be going to charity when Big was knocked out of the game. Well, (laughs) Well, it was going to go to charity. Since the players couldn't take it, so we'd never really advocate a bounty, but you get what we were saying about this guy, he earned it. That was the mea culpa from the fast. <laughs>
4: uh, we never, I, really, and, Randy was dead serious. In All care. of
3: the years, too, of doing you know, doing this show, and I think like this, uh, you know, I was coming up on maybe 10 years of doing this show. I think that's the first apology, shockingly that we actually had to do and randy oh. I mean, randy did basically the big kid sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry you i
4: think it's hilarious
3: some things though are really and, and i think that's kind of the fun stuff we do on on this show oftentimes there's a lot of things that are pretty evident that we're joking between us and between yeah. like people like maybe you get it but if you're just tuning in sometimes You're like, why is Brad doing a deep dive on the PBA right now? I was digging in again yesterday. We were talking about Hammer Time himself. Turns Uh, out Hammer is actually a really big sponsor when it comes to bowling. Probably is. Uh, But yes, of course, of course. Uh, But uh, there are some things where you you go down a little bit of a rabbit hole and uh, you tend to go too far every once in a while, and sometimes it gets picked
4: up by CBS.com. I think that's the best part is that it was a national thing that picked it up.
3: Marshy, has there been anything on this show that you figured we were going to have to apologize for? There's been a few things. Um, (laughs) Today? or Today?
5: Maybe. You know, we were talking about Vegas earlier and uh, Nashville. (laughs) Um, We did get a text yesterday from the 618. I have no idea at what point this went from serious to a joke or vice versa. I think that
3: sort of encompasses this show yes that's it right so we were digging in on thomas larson he was pacing the field two days at the 2023 u.s open i mean this kid is on fire and his cats are excited Brad, for him so it was one event
4: it's not just it was one event it's not let's one see event. if he can consistently bring i'm sorry if, if you that didn't kind hear of performance.
3: Uh, the the layman of the group here jamie rivers <laughs> i i, I It's not just some event. It's the 2023 US Open. That's a day two, though. Yeah. Call me when he's got rings. He's got plenty of rings. That's the thing about Thomas Larson. Thomas Larson has been doing, he's 33 years old. He looks like he's 25. Okay, but the reason that he looks like that—he doesn't go in the sun. Okay, he goes from his apartment with his cats to the bowling alley. Bingo, bango. He doesn't even have a car, Jamie. He rides like like a scooter, but it's covered because he hates he goes from alley to alley. Yes, that's it. Like covered, just the the entire time because he doesn't want to burn his alabaster skin, and he wants to make sure that he can get in there and be ready to rock and roll. And that's exactly what he's done. And if you are somebody that's chasing down Tom Doherty...
4: You have to do it like that. We were talking about LeBron James, okay? That's Don't you dare go comparing him to LeBron James. Same thing. He is, the longevity has not been there well, yet. Not yet, but he he's He's not years nearly old. long enough in that sport. Yes, but he's he's on the pace.
3: He invests in himself. You think he's out there goblin wieners at the bowling alley? No. No. He's eating chicken and rice and veggies. He's not eating that bowling alley fare. You know what I mean? Takes care of himself hyperbaric chamber to sleep in tough on the cats, but you got to do what you got to do. Anyways, I told you we were going to talk about the Cardinals farm system and where their future lies and how they feel. Our good buddy, Keith law wrote something up about him at the athletic. We'll dig deeper into bowling. If you need us to, and we'll put a bounty on your favorite player. That's all next on 101 ESPN. I'm placing a personal bounty on the head of Tim McCracken. You can't put a bounty on a man's head. I just did.
0: Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
3: It's ranking season. In major league baseball we're doing top 10 lists and looking at power rankings uh how we even rank the players that are most likely to get traded at the deadline during the summer i mean there's a lot going on
4: that was uh, that was good work
3: by us. Yeah, yeah certainly was. Mm-hmm. We piggybacked off somebody else's work. But it doesn't matter. We talked about Brad. it. Yeah, we talked about it. And uh, there are more rankings going on. And uh, our good buddy, uh, Keith Law, from The Athletic, friend of the show. Friend of the show, uh, for sure. Keith put together, and he is very, very plugged in when it comes to uh, all of the prospects and all of the organizations that are out there, their Keith farm systems. Keith Law is a tool. Everybody's got an opinion. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> and tools are useful you know what Janet. i mean Yeah, you, you gotta have a tool for every project uh-huh i feel like that's very important yeah as a as a growing adult jamie i continue to get more tools in my tool bag if you will
4: brad you're growing right in front of my eyes that's right that's right i'm excited
3: about this prospect talk so the cardinals find themselves we talked about the power rankings top 10 power uh, team as far as the power rankings go uh and we know the the right here and now is this team perfect no they're not perfect we all the things all the question marks in the outfield who's going to emerge who's going to take over what albert did in the second half likely nobody but who is going to be able to take a hold of the dh is going to be Yepes? Are we're going to see gorman is going to be a rotating cast of players What are the Cardinals going to do if they don't have a prototypical ace? Will that show up in the postseason? There's plenty of questions. Yet this team won 93 games last year, and they look to be in pretty good shape coming up this year. But that's the here and the now. What about the future? Well, our buddy, Keith Law, he came up with his list and came up with the top ten. And uh, do you have any guesses as to where the Cardinals are, Jamie? I don't think uh, that you've uh, looked at this No,
4: I haven't. And, uh, in fact, I'm going to X out of that before because I had started to pull it up. So where the Cardinals rank overall in Major
3: League Baseball. A reminder that the Cardinals don't draft very high.
4: Generally. so usually um, so, like
3: the orioles would probably be very high up on well, the they got a lot of prospects well they get number one overall picks a yeah. lot so the
4: cardinals um i i don't know what number i'd say it's top well with all the guys they've got i'd say it's got to be top 10 tell them jamie top, top 10 Top 15? Top 10, top 15 in there. Somehow. All
3: right, it's 9. He's got, they got him at 9 right now, which is really high for the Cardinals because of generally where they draft. Now, let me let me go yeah, over. Yeah, but they have
4: a real good pool right now.
3: Of prospects. Well, uh, when you got Jordan swimming in your pool, uh-huh. feel pretty good about things. Mason Win, Tink Hentz. I mean, you got some high-end prospects. You got some guys that are like, hey, look over here. Like, every other organization saying, yeah, hey, I, I need... I need a couple of those so that really does help when you're looking at it let me give you the top 10 really fast because there is one question that i know you're gonna have and i'll start at 10 okay uh Ten is the Chicago Cubs. We know the Chicago Cubs got rid of basically all of their talented players. They traded away a bunch. They're retooling with their prospects. They also did a very good job of bringing in some free agents this offseason. But they're a year or so away. We were talking to Jesse Rogers from ESPN who covers the Cubs. He covers the White Sox. He covers all things MLB, but he's based out of Chicago. And that's essentially where he was at. So I think the Cubs are about a year away from actually competing if everything goes well. The Cardinals came in at nine. The Milwaukee Brewers came in at eight. Uh, He says that the Brewers have quietly done very well with their high draft picks in the last few years and plus they've done uh, well with their international free agent money. Their first rounder from 2019 Ethan Smalls Uh, Small. He made it to the majors uh, and they've got some other guys uh, that are right there knocking at the door. Texas Rangers came in at seven. The Pirates at six. Tampa Bay Rays who are just incredible at drafting and really pour into that side of it come in at five. The Arizona Diamondbacks four Orioles three The Cleveland Guardians come in at number two. The Guardians have done a really good job over the years of drafting and developing pitchers. They've got good infielders as well, uh, and they really have done a good job in international free agency. Uh, But number one, and here's where the questions are going to be, is the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers have traded away a lot of pieces, and uh, they've brought in big free agents. They spend a lot of money. Yet they still have the number one farm system. And I was just telling you about the Cardinals. Like, hey, it's tough. They they don't draft yeah. very high. They for them to get in the top ten is big. The question is going to be inevitably what, Jamie? How do they do it? How are the Dodgers yeah. doing what they do?
4: Honestly, though, like how do you like, even if you have a great staff of people and you hire all these you know scouts and whatnot, the fact that you don't end up with the top draft picks every year it makes it way more difficult. How are they at number one?
3: Yeah, so the the Dodgers had eight players on Keith Law's top 100, which is pretty impressive right there. And his top 100 is different than MLB's. like They, they bounce around, but he's got their own things. But the, the answer is, uh, and, and he, he did right, it's Dodgers' devil magic at the end of it, which I think that's a slight to the Cardinals right there, to be totally well, honest. We all we'll know doing it's Cardinals' devil magic. Uh, but – the big difference, we know, like we always look at the Dodgers and say the payroll and say, hey, you're never going to be the Dodgers payroll-wise. Well, that's you're looking at MLB payroll. The It's my understanding that the Dodgers, from top to bottom in their organization, they pay better than anybody. They're paying their coaches better. They're paying their analytics people better. They are paying their scouts better. When you have better pay, you get better what? Uh, people. People. That's correct. So they have really just invested in what that looks like. And those things like for fans it's not as tangible when you look at it. It's like oh, we well, spent- a lot of
4: people don't consider it. Of course you don't. But then you but maybe that's the- where Mo increased payroll this year. But didn't tell anybody? Maybe he just included it in there. Like they hired a couple extra scouts, payroll went up. I
3: like that. I would like the Honestly, that right now, I wouldn't hate that. With with the way that your that the free agent pool went, we all knew that the Cardinals were not going to go out there and sign a shortstop. And it felt I was pretty confident that they weren't going to get Degrom, Verlander, or Carlos Rodon. Felt pretty good about those, Brad. Right, and that's on me. That's Mm -hmm. my fault. Sometimes you wish it, will it, want it, it will just pop up. And I didn't do that enough. That's my fault. Uh, But didn't think that was going to happen. Again, negativity. Uh, That's me all the time. Uh, But it didn't happen. If After that, we knew it was a middle of the pack. Like, does this guy make you better? "Mm, Yeah, maybe. But at $17 is he a reclamation project? Like, there were a lot of those different guys that were out there. If you continue to pour into your decision makers and your your scouts and your all of the little things and your develop player development uh, and, and all of your tools to make your players even better i'm talking like pitching labs hitting labs all of those things that's where some of these investments really end up paying dividends but the cardinals have done a lot of investing into their minor leagues they do a great job with their scouting they've done a great job the last couple of years of going after higher end players that's jordan walker that's mason wind that's nolan gorman still in Carlson like they, these are higher end players and it ends up paying dividends right now and it's not just about those guys man uh we, we talk about the the organization while you are you have these high-end talents that everybody knows the names of by now and that's your walker win tink hans probably alec burleson is very highly thought of Around baseball, the way that his bat translated throughout the league. Gordon Grisefo is another guy that we're going to get the chance to see in spring training. You're going to like him when he pitches. He's pretty unorthodox. He like starts slow and then jumps in. Like it's it's kind of a weird, quick, quick motion that he's got. A little different. Different is good sometimes. Uh, you've got uh, some young uh, young players. They got a 17 year old shortstop named Jonathan Mejia, uh, switch hitter, and uh, they they gave him like two million dollars a couple of years ago. Uh, in the international free agent period. I think they had like a $6 million purse and gave him two of it. And really like what he is looking like. This is further down the road. They've also got another catcher and maybe he'll end up being ready by the time the contract is up for Contreras. His name's Leonardo Bernal. And I know we talked a lot about Ivan Herrera, who's certainly in the conversation still. Uh, But I was talking to some guys about Bernal. Uh, Switch hitter, got popped from both sides and has a really good idea of what he's doing behind the plate. You got Jerpy, Walsh, Freddie Pacheco. Uh, We haven't even talked about moises gomez that much we've been so excited about talking about jordan walker gomez was let go by the rays led all of uh, minor leaguers with 39 home runs last year there's a lot to like about the future of the organization i'm certainly leaving out a bunch of different guys cooper jerpy mike McGreevy, different guys that were first rounders the last couple of years but the organization the lifeblood will always be draft and develop and that's how it should be. You draft and develop your talent, and then you go out and find the guys that you need. The hope is that you don't have to go make a freaking trade for Goldie and for Arnauto all the time, that you actually end up building one of those.
4: Yeah, I would agree. I think that, uh, look, I'm impressed right now with what the Cardinals have been able to do in the last handful of years uh, with, their, with their picks and with the prospects. Uh, obviously, the Cardinals, for a long period of time, were known for developing their pitching staff. I do think they have to start focusing in on that a little bit uh, more again. But Tink Hentz and Graceffo and these guys are are coming down the pipeline here and and Jerpy is there. So, I mean, overall, if you're a Cardinals fan and you look at the entire league and and you're evaluating, you can't be upset that your team is ninth in the league. This is just Keith Law's list, but let's just say they're somewhere in the top 12, 13 teams in in, in Major League Baseball. you got to be happy with that.
3: It's it's about being sustainable. They've shown you at the big league level it's sustainable success. I get it. Haven't won a World Series since 2011. How dare they? I know. I know. And they're ashamed. <laughs> I can tell. But... Uh, you've got yourself a chance every year, and you have yourself a chance because you draft well, you develop well, and you get these guys ready to get to the big league level. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, BT, all here with you. We got a little early, better bet when it comes to the NFL. There's going to be so much action going on in the NFL. This could be free agency stuff, this could be Super Bowl stuff. All of this stuff, Marshy's got, and you're going to hear it next. Andrew Marsh, BT. It's Fastlane. Anthony Stalter is going to be back with us on Monday. That's when Jamie is off to Mexico, likely to never be heard from again. I can totally see you as being like a beach bum where you're just like, okay, I found it. I got like a little shack. I'm good to go. Life I've is good. I've often for you know? real,
4: is just taking whatever you know, earnings I have, yep. buying a little cabana bar down in one of those places, and just like... My integrating in the community, and that's it. You'd go less mainstream than
3: Mexico, though. I could see you like in a uh, like a Caribbean island or something somewhere, that. or maybe like Costa Rica. I've heard Costa Rica is beautiful. I don't know. I have to take your word for it. Right? Uh, I've literally been nowhere. I uh, I heard, I heard Belize is beautiful. Belize, a yeah. big
4: donkey is he? That's right. He sent I, a couple of pictures from there and I, it looked like it was pretty darn nice. I was talking to him about it the other day. I was texting with him and I said, hi, how was the trip,
3: man? Was it was it great? He was like, dude, it's fantastic. You have to go. And then he kept sending me videos from like resorts. I'm like, are you on the board of <laughs> tourism for Belize? What are we doing Are yeah, you on here? the payroll? Is what he? do we got? All right, we got uh, Super Bowl is coming up next <laughs> weekend. You're going to have the, the radio row and all, all that great stuff this week. We are going to be here in studio during that because, you know, why deal with all of that? Yeah, we madness? are. Forget all that stuff. Jamie's going to be in Mexico. Hammered. You'll hear from him oh next my. week. I, I um, will call in. But we got some better bets. Marshy, what do you got for us? Alright,
5: let's start off. Travis Kelsey reception yards or A.J. Brown reception yards? What's the better bet?
4: Oh, I think it's Travis Kelsey, reception yards. I I mean, not that A.J. Brown isn't a good player. He's a great player. But I think that Jalen Hurts and and the Eagles are going to spread that ball around a little bit. I think Travis Kelsey. Look, Would they have three receivers go down for Kansas City? Like, I don't know who will be back. Of course, they've got the two weeks to get ready for the Super Bowl. But when in doubt, where does Patrick Mahomes go? And Where That's does he go often? It's Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he
3: was banged up too, but it doesn't seem to matter. You know, when, when he is out there, he ends up getting it done. You look at the first couple of games in the postseason so far this year. Uh, you, you've got 22 yards and 28 yards for A.J. Brown. Uh, I believe this on the biggest stage. Uh, Jalen Hurts is proven that he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. He's a great leader. We saw that in college. Uh, but I think that when it com- push comes to shove, he's going to tuck it and run more than he's going to try to sling it around. So in that, I'm going nod to Mahomes, which means nod to Kelsey. Brad, you mentioned
5: the rushing yards and uh, Jalen Hurts tucking the ball. Better bet Jalen Hurts rushing
3: yards or Miles Sanders rushing yards? This is a great one this is great and generally i don't know if you have the numbers in front of you but I they do. were they were close last week last week it was 46 for uh jalen hurts and 50 for uh sanders what do we got this week so are you talking about just the 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 stats in general or are you talking about
5: oh, the, I the line I the Line,
3: yeah did you have
5: oh no i was looking at the stats from last year
4: sports book you can use the promo well, code fast no worries you know what jamie
5: what? no worries
3: Giving you help i do have i a think miles on. sanders will have more rushing yards than jalen hurts though
4: i am going to go the other way because i think that to your point uh, for the last one bt i, I think jalen hurts is going to look downfield at times he's not going to necessarily like what he sees 100 and he's going to scramble a lot i think that that and he's going to feel like he's more confident with the ball in his hands rather than throwing the ball away I think Jalen Hurts is going to run the ball more often than not. So whether, not just a running play, it's going to be a play that ends up being a running play because he decides it to be
3: by the way we get a ton of texts into the air comfort service text line 314-399-9646 uh saying belize is the place to be somebody said that they've been there three times it's fantastic uh this one here from the 314 it says belize is safe too a lot of retired army special forces soldiers have retired there they have an entire
4: community of expa- uh, pats there so uh that's impressive uh that they said six three six says that I'll I'll either buy a, uh, integrate there or end up in a Mexican prison. Don't know if I understand. Oh, huh. I don't know if I like that. Huh. That
3: Another one here says fun. when I see Jamie in Mexico, I picture Jethro Gibbs from NCIS when he went down there.
4: <laughs> Ever seen NCIS? <laughs> no, I have not, but no. I can just imagine. Uh huh. So I'm gonna wake up in a bathtub. With oh one no, kid no, it's me. not hostile.
3: No, mm. no, this no. guy <laughs> Jethro Gibbs is an investigator. <laughs>
5: Uh, I'm I am looking at a fan, uh fan uh FanDuel right now. Jalen Hurts, the rushing yards is 49 and a half while Miles Sanders is 60 and a half. However, last week Miles Sanders rushed for only 42 yards while Jalen Hurts had 39. So it's a little bit closer than uh what the line is for the Super Bowl. All right, what else we got? Let's look at the defense. Better bet Eagles defense to record more sacks than the Chiefs or vice versa. I the
3: Eagles. The Eagles yeah. look uh, look so good in the trenches on both side of the ball. Um, Mahomes, while he looked pretty damn good last week, still dealing with the high ankle. Two weeks with the amount of uh, amount of medical support that he has is probably a lot to get as healthy as you're going to get. But I think that they just get after the passer better. I've got the the uh, Eagles with more sacks
4: yeah I do too absolutely I think that uh the Eagles to your point BT their offensive line and their defensive line I believe them to be better than the Chiefs uh, I see them getting more sacks
5: BT you like the props props on props on props first touchdown better bet first touchdown to be a rushing touchdown
3: or a passing touchdown it's actually easy and I'm going to tell you exactly how it goes down okay the Chiefs will end up winning the coin toss Okay, it's going to be heads, just so you know, if you want to bet that prop. Okay. Uh, it will be heads. So they're going to win the coin toss. They will defer. The Eagles will get the ball. They'll actually move it on their first possession, and it's going to be Miles Sanders who punches in a touchdown. Rushing touchdown will be the first touchdown of Super Bowl 57.
4: So I see it going um, a lot like that, uh, although I do feel like the Eagles win the toss and receive, and I think Jalen Hurts hits A.J. Brown receiving touchdown. You just
3: said that Kelsey was going to get way more yards than Brown. It yeah. better be a
4: short strike. Better not be a
3: bomb down the it's line. It's at first
4: touchdown, not first play.
3: No, I know that, but you, you, I mean, so this better not
4: Miles be for a ton of yards. Miles Sanders might run the ball all the way around the field, and then you get five-yard punch in for a touchdown. No way.
5: Like a corner fade? Just, Yeah.
4: I don't understand why you had to go like a 100-yard pass, Brad. I didn't say that. I just pictured it. I just pictured it. See? So it's amazing. That's, a, that's what
2: immediately I what I thought, too, though.
3: <laughs> so, so, he just goes down, streaking nine route. Boom! What
4: if the, what if the kick return was a 70-yard kick return?
3: Still, you, you know, yeah, Still a pretty good pass. have to get him in there.
5: Anytime I've seen Jalen Hurts connect with A.J. Brown, though, this entire year, it's been a long passing play. And, and A.J. Brown just goes up and gets it. So, I understand... Why you thought that, Brad?
4: Oh, Thank you. Marcy, just keep Thank you, Marshy. All
5: right. Next one. Each quarterback to throw a pick or a missed field goal from either team. What's the better bet? A missed field goal
3: from either or both teams? Either team. Oh, I'm going uh, missed field goal
4: mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. The odds are greater. That's a bet. We can bet on that.
5: No, I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I was <laughs> like BT's pulling K- out a K- sandal K- 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 account K- right K- now. K- kickers have been missing kicks lately. Yeah. It's been a real kick. And by Dead kickers response, I mean Br- anyway. Brett Maher.
4: Oh yeah, that poor bugger. Um yeah, I mean if that's the if that's the the choices, then I would say a missed field goal from one of the kickers. Now, if we make it more interesting BT, what if it's uh QB thrown by each quarterback or field goal missed from both teams?
3: I'm still going ah, I'm still going field goal missed by both teams.
4: I would go with each team throwing a pick. They easily see it
3: happening.
2: Yeah.
4: Like parlay, get them both. <laughs> All right, guys, what's
5: the better bet? Would you take the Chiefs to cover? Or would you take the over at 50 and a half? And that's what it is on FanDuel right now.
4: Chiefs to cover. I got the Chiefs winning outright, so Chiefs to cover for me. And I'm just gonna go with the over
3: because and I my, uh, I'm betting on the Chiefs, so I'll just tell you that. But I'm gonna go with the over because that's what I want to see. I want to see offense. I want to see a lot of it. I want to see just strikes left and right. You score, we score. And I think that these two offenses have the ability to do that. So I think both hit. I I believe that the Chiefs end up covering, and uh, I do believe that the overheads. All right, guys, last one. Better bet the
5: game comes down to a field goal or the game is a blowout. Two-plus scores. Field goal.
3: It's absolutely field goal. And it's missed. And that hits the. <laughs> <laughs> it's our, our same game parlay hit. Nailed it. And then we're all rich. <laughs> we he nailed met. it. He did then it. We'll all go and down to Mexico. If it is a blowout, which way could you see the blowout going? I could see the Chiefs blowing out the Eagles. And this is on the heels of the Eagles blowing the doors off the Niners, although they didn't have a quarterback after six plays.
4: Yeah, no quarterback. I I actually look at that game as a negative for the Eagles because they really – not that they didn't get tested because the 49ers' defense is still a really good defense, but ultimately they didn't really get tested in that game. There's no way Patrick
5: Mahomes gets blown out at the State Farm Stadium. You know, he can't – doesn't go against it, – it, it goes against the, the NFL script, right? Oh, oh that
3: boy. makes sense. You know yeah, what I'm it saying? <laughs> it's <is> scripted. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Jamie Rivers, Brad Thompson, Arian Foster, all here with you, a.k.a. Marshy Marsh. We got the gauntlet returning contestant. I got taken down yesterday. I was feeling pretty good two days ago. I won at hockey yesterday. Lost at hockey again. So we got our who's our returning Stanley 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 is back in the gauntlet. He's going to take on either Jamie Rivers or Andrew Marsh next.
0: We're right back to the Fast Lane podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Can you survive the gauntlet?
3: Welcome back to the Fast Lane. It is gauntlet time. We have a returning contestant. It's Stanley. Stanley, how you doing today? I'm good, bud. How are you guys? Man, doing great. Doing great. I, I've been having a lot of fun the last couple of days. And personally, I love the new revamped Gauntlet 2.0. Because it, everything's up in the air. You never know what you're going to get. I got hockey twice in a row. You beat me yesterday. And now you have the option between Jamie Rivers or andrew marsh and uh, now it, it's my understanding hockey is still available right everything just spins right yes. Th- that's how this works Man, still... boy I'm... it could happen it could Wait, happen so who do you want to pick let's up. start with that jamie rivers or andrew marsh stanley who are you going with i'm i'm, I'm not going with the river who are you going with jamie jamie uh, okay
4: Riverman all right stanley good luck my okay. man it is
3: jamie rivers he is off to the cone of silence and we will uh, get the wheel ready marsh uh, he is uh i mean he, he's in charge of this thing and i don't like it maybe i should spin it this time because you landed on hockey twice in a row yeah and you know i
5: don't i don't know if stanley wants jamie on hockey jamie right now i believe is owen three on football. So oh, is that's really probably football? what Stanley wants, is football. And that's what he asked for yesterday. Well,
3: anyway, so. Against anybody, I'll take football. I don't care. Oh, well, I a uh, Football guy. Let's see where it
5: lands. All right. Stanley, you got to count us. All right, we'll count you down. You tell me to spin the wheel. Ready? Three, two, one. Spin the wheel.
3: Big bunny. No whammy.
5: No
1: whammy. No whammy. Oh.
3: Oh! I can't see the wheel.
5: There it is. It's stopped. Huh. Stanley, you have chosen yeah. baseball. Baseball yeah. is the category. Which BT, by the way, we have not had baseball. Would have been kind of nice ton. yesterday. It would have been. Would have been great. It's
3: right up your wheelhouse.
2: You
3: no, know it wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't be talking to Stanley right now. Uh, maybe. talking to me. You never know. All right, Stanley. Let's uh, let's go over this. And let's get it going against jamie rivers in the category of baseball who was the first major league pitcher to throw a 100 mile per hour pitch purportedly or actually timed on a radar gun believe actually timed on a radar gun
1: that'd be nolan ryan been the guinness book of world records for a long time
3: all right Final answer? Of course, it's his final answer. He said it's in the Guinness Book of World Records. He was Marsha. pretty confident
5: about it. All right, question number two, Stanley. Who was the last player to win back to back AL MVP awards? Good. No MVP awards. Um, oh, give me the options. Your options are Mike Trout, Alex Rodriguez, or Miguel Cabrera. Cabrera in my head. Uh, you going with Cabrera?
1: With I'm going to go with Mike Trout. All
3: right. All right, question number three, Stanley. Who was the last Cardinals manager to win the NL Manager of the Year Award? It
1: um, was a guy. I don't know if he won it or not give uh, me the
3: options man your options are Tony La Russa, Whitey Herzog or Mike Schilt. I'm gonna go
1: I'm gonna go with the with
3: the tonester. La Russa, final, final answer. all right
5: last question Stanley two players led the Cardinals with four triples last season Tommy Edmond and who else man uh.
3: You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go just on
5: a pure guess. I'm gonna go Dylan Carlson, and I'm gonna go Final Answer.
3: All right, Stanley, shooting his shot on that last one. Let's bring in Jamie Rivers. Stanley, how we feeling? Um,
0: you
5: know what? I'm not real sure, man. I, you know, I felt better yesterday. I know that.
3: It happens. It happens. Jamie is getting his <laughs> headphones hey, on, guys. and we are ready to. Rock. How my guy Stanley do? Look. I can't tell you, but uh, Marshy can. Tell him. Jamie. Yeah. Pack a lunch. Oh,
4: great. Okay. A a light lunch like you did yesterday,
3: Brad? Well, look, it wasn't (laughs) enough. Wasn't enough for me. (laughs) Needed (sighs) something a little bit more hearty. We'll see how Jamie does. All right, Jamie, here we go. Question number one Who was the first Major League Baseball pitcher Uh to throw a 100 mile per hour pitch?
4: I feel like the obvious answer is Nolan Ryan. I'll take the options. So.
3: You've got Nolan Ryan. Yeah. Pedro Martinez
4: uh-huh. or Roger Clemens. Um, so the trick question here for me is when did they start recording with the radar gun? Because Nolan Ryan, I know the legend grows of
3: Nolan Ryan. Great documentary. Recently. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah,
4: um, And I can't remember though if they just anticipated it being a hundred or if it really was. It's a great question, Jamie. Uh, uh, When in doubt, go with Nolan Ryan. Final answer. All right. Question
5: number two, Jamie, who was the last player to win back-to-back AL MVP (laughs) awards? Options. Mike Trout, Alex Rodriguez,
4: or Miguel Cabrera? Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, back-to-back MVP. Miggy, 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 can't you see? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A-Rod. Uh, Trout, my God, those are some good picks. I'll go with A-Rod, final answer. All right,
3: Jamie, question number three. Who is the last Cardinals manager to win the NL Manager of the Year award? Options: You've got Tony La Russa, Whitey e. Herzog, or Mike Schilt.
4: It's Mike Schilt. Final answer.
3: Last question, Jamie.
5: Two players led the Cardinals with four triples last season. Tommy Edman and who else?
4: Tommy Edmond, and... Uh, the
5: options. Your options are Lars Newtbar, Harrison Bader, or Dylan Carlson.
4: It's Lars Newtbar.
5: Final answer?
3: Yeah. All right. Let's go over these, and let's start right at the top. Who was the first major league pitcher to throw a 100-mile-per-hour pitch? Jamie, you said, that's it's Nolan Ryan. Gotta be. Then you said, options. Then you said, you know, when in doubt, Nolan Ryan, did they, did the time, did he actually, whatever. You went Nolan Ryan. Stanley, you said Nolan Ryan. The answer is... Well, guys, it's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan. Stanley didn't need the options.
4: Son of a bitch. He even mentioned
3: the fact that it is in the Guinness Book of World Records. So uh, it is a 2-1 lead for Stanley right now. Who was the last Cardinal manager to win the NL Manager of the Year award? After taking the options, Stanley went with Tony La Russa. Jamie went with Mike Schilt. The answer is Mike Schilt. Old Schilty. So soon we forget, right? Yes. Yeah, a little tractor gas. Yeah. Yeah, there he is. 2-2. Jamie Rivers and Stanley are, in fact, tied. Who was the last player to win back-to-back AL MVP awards? You both took the options. You both had different answers. Stanley went with Mike Trout. Jamie, you went with Alex Rodriguez. The answer is Miggy, Miggy, Miggy. Can't you see Miguel
5: Cabrera? 2012
3: and 2013. I thought you were going to go that direction, Stanley. You didn't. It all comes down to this. And you both have different answers. And one of you is in fact correct. Uh Two players led the Cardinals with four triples last season, Tommy Edmond, and who else? Jamie, you took the options. Mm -hmm. You went with Lars Taylor Tatsui Newt Bar. Mm -hmm. Stanley, you didn't take the options. You said, what the heck, I'm going to go for him. You went with Dylan Carlson. If it's DC, Stanley is back for day three on Monday. (laughs) If in fact, it's Newt. Well, Jamie, he's our hero. And he prevails. Stanley?
0: You have chosen wisely.
3: Ah, You did it, Stanley. You did it. Dylan Carlson also had four triples, tying him with Tommy Edmond for the team lead last year. Stanley has taken down myself in hockey. He's taken down Jamie Rivers in baseball. And tomorrow, he's going to have, or Monday, he'll have the opportunity to take down Anthony Stalter in something or Andrew Marsh. Hey, Stanley, congrats, man. Way to battle and have a great weekend.
4: Hey, I made you guys made my weekend. Thanks a lot, man. Have a great one. Love it, man. You Santa, too, Dan You too. Thanks, We Appreciate it, buddy.
3: Yeah, winning on Fridays is the way to go. you Celebrate, especially, especially on the like, weekend. A holiday weekend. If you get an extra day, that's oh, yeah. always nice too. And then you're going on vacation, so it would have been really nice for you to win today. But you know, here we are. I tried. You
4: know, I, I tried my best, Brad.
3: You know what? Sorry, it wasn't enough for you. I've been told by a pitching coach once during a mountain visit, I can get someone from the stands to try need you to do. Mm. And you didn't. So here we are. Wow. If you did, maybe I'd give you an extension. You know? A little contract extension. A few more years. Mm. Feel that way about a few different guys. Who am I giving an extension to? What do they have to do to get one? This is about the Cardinals, if you didn't know. That's next on 101 ESPN.
0: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
3: Brad Thompson. That was the 2019 manager of the year right there in the National League, Mike Shield, who was the answer to a trivia
4: I question. knew that, too. I don't even know why I took the option. People forget. You know, people forget. That's uh. I, I couldn't remember if he was a finalist or actually won it. Yeah, winner, winner,
3: chicken dinner for Mike <laughs> Somewhere Shield. Somewhere else, though. You know, spring training, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spring training is uh, a time where uh, there are competitions and see who wins jobs and who is in the best shape of their life jamie that's one thing we'd like to see in spring training they tell you about paul DeYoung, young oh, best shape of his life Did you hear
4: about a swing that's brandy swing
3: Oh, really got rid of that leg kick you know yeah. the timing was is there. really holding him back you know jamie his head is staying on target he, a little bit better is he he's batting not,
4: left-handed he's now? not
3: th- no no i thought maybe that was the next not there yet not yeah. there yet no he has not decided to uh change hands so that's good.
4: Sometimes that can be advantageous.
3: Of course, of course, but not hitting uh, when you haven't done it in a long time. Have you ever done any, uh, you, know, you do a lot of youth hockey stuff, Synergy, uh, and uh, sign your kids up now. Summer camp's filling up quick. It's the winter, but they go fast. They do. Got to got lots of the registration.
4: Early bird registration still available. SynergyHockeySkills.com. Early Synergy,
3: bird. Or at the bird gets the worm. You ever ask a kid, like, are you sure you're right-handed? I've done that. I've asked a I've teammate. I've that with kids.
4: I've asked a teammate though. You sure time. about that? Yeah. I'm a lefty. You sure? Don't you try my left-handed <laughs> stick? Maybe you you're better left-handed. Way.
3: You never know. Sometimes kids don't know. Yeah. Uh, but so spring training is not just about the competitions and that stuff is fun or going down, booking your trip to Jupiter, catching a little Grapefruit League action, but it's usually extension season too, okay? A lot of times guys get extensions. And Marshy came up with this idea, and this isn't necessarily about spring training extensions, but it's like, hey, what do you need to see? From some of these guys but before we get to like what you need to see from some guys there are a couple of guys that I will give extensions to right now that I don't have to see
4: anything more I just need to see you sign the piece of paper is I what was I was just like thinking the same thing who is the first guy that you thought I, of? I gotta I've got to solidify some of my pitching okay staff. who do you want who do you want to sign back for me it's Monty and Michael get them both I I would definitely, I would be a big-time pitch to both guys. Monty is going to be more difficult due to the fact that he's younger. He's got
3: Boris. He does have Boris, right? He might want to see what free agency looks like. But it's not like he's got this huge platform of a career where it's like he's going to cost you $200 million. But I don't know what he and his camp are going to be looking for, but I absolutely would love to bring uh, Montgomery back in. Uh, I do think that Michaelis is going to be easier to get done. I would like to be able to land on a just a two-year extension the market might bear that he gets a third year potentially if you really wanted to keep him around but if you sign him to a three-year i don't know three-year 50 51 million dollar deal something like that I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world. Again, I'd like to have it to two years, but I need something I'm more okay than that. Mats. I need something more than Mats right now. And it's if he – I mean, if uh, Michael is a three-year deal and uh, the guy – he had nine starts in the previous two years and then he rattled off 200 innings, like there is still some uh, – Some fear factor. Yeah, he was an absolute moose. He was, and he hates the nickname too. I I tried. Like I know you tried on air, and then I tried to talk to him at the ballpark that same day. He's like, "Yeah, that's stupid." I said, "All
4: right, well, good talk." That's some heavy verbiage. That was a lot. I don't think I appreciate that. Yeah,
3: yeah, just Moose Michaelis, and he wasn't feeling it. And he's more of a he's more of a water guy, you know. Yeah, what do you call him? Had you called him Manatee, Michaelis, he might have liked it. Yeah, you know, and he doesn't look like. A manatee. No, he looks more like a moose. Of course he does. Big, broad shoulders. Yeah. But he didn't like it. He didn't like it. The other guy it's that too I bad will... bad for him. It is. I, I think it'll grow, and everybody's going to be having the moose hats better so on, fun. and he's not going to know what the hell's going on. He's just going to be angry about <laughs> it. He just shows up to pitch. Everybody's got the moose antlers and a You're mustache. You've an angry moose? Uh, no. scary. No. That's what I want on my pitching map. Yeah, I like that. The other guy I'm going to give an extension to before I see anything at all and I want to give him two more years. Ooh. Okay, And this player is older, 35.
4: Oh, I know where you're headed. I love gold. I'm yeah. giving
3: Goldie an extension. Wow. I yeah. get it.
4: Yeah, He, he just won looks the like, MVP. What's the number look like, though?
3: It looks a lot like his AAV right now. It looks uh, right around that $26 million range. You'd love to be able to get a little bit less and get some value on that. He just won a freaking MVP, so finding value. You're going to find it in the age, right? His age 36 season, uh, you know, making 26. You're going to buy 37 and 38 potentially. I want to know that I've got him, though. I feel like I have some options maybe down the road. Jordan Walker was one when you looked at it on on the surface, and you still do. You could say, okay, well, that could be. He could be your first baseman. He could flip over. He could play first for you. A yeah, good but two athlete, years down third. the road,
4: that's way more feasible.
3: I feel like right now with what you've seen out of Goldie, he's got more than one more year, uh, you know, two years technically yeah. on his contract left in him. I would definitely be entertaining that idea. But who are some of the guys, fellas, that you're thinking about where you say, okay, if I see this, if I see this out of these guys, I would think about extending them into the future.
4: That many guys. Well, I mean. no, I for me the automatic is is Tyler O'Neill, and but I have to see a season where he's healthy, and I have to see a season where he's consistent, and he doesn't have to have the the NL MVP esque numbers that he had a couple years back, but he's got to have good numbers. I just think that he brings a lot to the table. And now the number, the reason I think of Tyler O'Neill is I don't think the number is where it was a couple of years ago. Like a couple of years ago, you're looking at it and go, man, that's a lot of money if you're going to try and extend Tyler O'Neill. I think you could probably get him for a pretty decent price based on the fact that it would be just a bounce back season for him.
3: So I I wonder when you do it then. Do you have to wait for the whole season to go through? And then he puts up crazy numbers. Then he goes into his platform year again. Like, it it seems like a stupid thing to mention because the player is in charge of their career. But he is also another guy that has got Boris. He went to him last year. Yeah. So I wonder when you would have to get a deal like that done.
4: I don't know. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it till I can see the results. But then to your point, I guess if you see the results, he's going to be. Wanting more than probably what I'm willing to
3: give. Could be. Yeah, could very well be. Um, another guy that uh, that I would kick the tires on, that I would
4: entertain, is Jack Flaherty. What about the Jack attack? Jack comes but in. But I feel like that's a lot of the same argument as Tyler O'Neill. Both I players need Jack, to be healthy. Here's Both players question. have had, like, but banner seasons. The
3: difference is, and, and it makes it harder with Jack, because there really is no reason to just sign like because we're saying we'd like to see a year right we'd like to see a year prove it you're healthy well with jack you see the year and then he is a free agent with tyler at least you see the year and you got another year uh after him of of arbitration so that one uh feels a little bit different feels a little bit better when you look at it but flaherty has never once said he doesn't like it here doesn't want to be here and if you have a need in pitching, maybe you're not able to lock somebody else up, and he has a, a good year or is having a good year, you're like halfway through the season, and you think to yourself, "I, right, well, you know what? Let me float this. Let me just see what ends up happening there." I think he's one worthy of at least keeping it in the back of your mind, even though you I'm might not, not believe. Yeah, you might not believe that he's going to get it done. How about Tommy Edman? Has Tommy Edmonds
4: shown you what enough? What does it look like, though?
3: So, it, it, and I'm glad you asked that. This is not some monster shortstop mega deal, okay? I'm talking about giving him financial security, a lot like uh, what was the what was Colton Wong's deal? It was somewhere around like 20 something million, or it wasn't a ton. It could have been 24, 26 million, something like that. I forget exactly what it was, but oh, this year's deal? No, 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 no. The, uh, the one that he signed, signed with it. the Cardinals. And there oh. would be – it was a five-year 25.5 is what he ended up signing with the Cardinals. That was 16 through 20, uh, uh, 2021. There will be some inflation on a deal like that. Tommy Edmond has proven it a little bit more at the big league level. And Tommy does have a couple more years of arbitration. But Tommy's just one of those players that you know there's always going to be a spot for him on the diamond. Does he play second for you? Does he play short? He can move over and play some third. He already proved that he could play a plus outfield. Marshy, would you be down on bringing Tommy Edmond in on a deal i would i don't know about five years though five Five years seems a little bit
5: too long and i'm really
3: tommy is 20 27 or 28
5: he is 27 right now five years making uh four million two hundred
4: thousand so 4.2 so what it was his raise would be like a million and a half annually is that what you're saying bt
3: potentially but you're also buying so he's got two more years of arbitration left in his contract so you'd buy out those couple of arbitration years and then if you did a five-year deal you would also be buying out three years of free agency i don't know if i want that many years of a deal of him either at this point maybe a, a th- at least a three-year deal you want to buy out at least one year if I'm of free agency, Edmund, why
4: am i motivated to sign that if i know i've got two years of arbitration where i'm going to get a pay bump anyways
3: because you have certainty Like, you end up, you get hurt, all of a sudden your game falls off a cliff. Like, that's the thing with some of these contracts. I know on the surface we say, why would you sign that as a player? Because you hear horror stories all the time. of A guy that, like, had something on the table, and then all of a sudden things fall Mm -hmm. apart because he gets hurt, or things just don't go, or somebody emerges. All of a sudden Mason Wynn is tearing the cover off the ball the first couple of months of the season. And it's like, oh, maybe we'll bring him up, even though it's a little early. And then bingo, bango, bongo, you got your new shortstop. Uh, I feel like there are things that you float in front of a player. Everything is easy to disregard when you're having the conversation in your head. It's a lot harder when there's a paper in front of you with your life. Like, this is it. Here it is right here. This is life-altering money. I know it might not be the mega deal that you thought you were going to sign, but this this is it. This changes everything. I feel like that could potentially do it now tommy's also probably going to be a president of baseball operations at some point i think he'll have a long earning potential in the game of baseball but he's one of those players that i would like to keep around
5: is there a player that uh like a young guy pre-arbitration that you would think about giving an extended look at <sighs> not, not right now not right, not right now, now. honestly Brendan the only donovan
4: one is... came to so mind
5: Brandon donovan what? came to my mind too but mine's jordan I walker see... jordan walker's the only right. one what? I
3: think, yes, a, a, a lot like, exactly, athlete, like Wander Franco. Yeah. Like where you just say, hey, here we go. Here's this long-term deal. We got you locked up for 10 years, 100 million. Let's just do a nice, easy number. Even though Wander Franco, I think, signed for a buck eighty. I think he signed it for $180 mm-hmm. Before he played in the big leagues, right? He, I don't think he had any time before he came uh, he, up. Or uh, very uh, maybe little Maybe he did. It was super little, if anything. Um, and I know that there have been deals signed before a mm-hmm. guy even... Comes up. So uh, that's one where you think about if I am sure that this guy is franchise altering and I want to make sure he's 20 years old, if I want to make sure that I get more than simply six years of this player, then that is something that you end up thinking about. But they're That's big decisions. And and for the player, you might think, oh, well, if you're such a star, why would you sign that? Because you have, I mean, you'd have a chance, you'd have $100 million in the bank after taxes. I mean, really, it's not that much, right? But uh, you'd, have that, you'd have that <laughs> in the bank, and then you would be able to hit free agency again at 30 years old. It was a prime... It's a prime time to do so. Yeah, you'd at least get another multi-year deal for big-time money if you were going to do it. So a lot of options out there. We'll see. We'll see if they extend to anybody. I agree with Jamie's earlier point of the thing that they have to do is solidify the pitching. Like, if there's a deal done in spring training, it needs to be Michaelis or Montgomery. That needs to be the first couple. I'd sprinkle Goldie in there, too, just because I want to keep him around. Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, BT in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Our guy Anthony Salter is not here. (laughs) Uh, He'll be back Monday. He's at Disney. He's having a great time. I texted him earlier. He didn't text me back, which means he's having a fantastic time at Disney. Okay? He's having a great time. Or he's lost his phone. Or he's lost his phone. It's a distinct possibility. I can see him going on one of those roller coasters. He's trying to get all the kids' stuff together. He forgets to secure his phone. That's gone. Anthony's had phone issues in the past. He had a phone that he couldn't have uh, off a charger for more than, like, three minutes. And then it would go dead. It would go dead. But, um... We talked about this yesterday. We said we're going to do this. We're going to do Stalter's Choice next. This is where, I mean, it's a real Stalter's Choice. Two very difficult decisions, and you have to sacrifice one of them. Stalter's Choice is coming up.
0: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
3: dramatic decisions in life we are given a path and oftentimes you have to make a choice and neither choice is a good one but you have to make it nonetheless that's what we call a stalter's choice and that's what we've got in front of us marshy has put together a list of stalter's choices if you have a Stalter's Choice that you'd like to send us, uh, send to us. Do so. Air Comfort Service text line. Do it right now. 314-399-9646. It's Stalter's Choice.
5: All right, guys. Let's start off with, you can only trade one defenseman on the Blues that is under contract. Colton Pareco or Tori Krug.
3: I'm trading Tori Krug. That's the one that I'm trading. Colton Pareco, I believe I know what I'm going to get. I still believe... I, look, do I think that the, he's randomly going to wake up and find his mean streak? No. No, I don't. I don't think that he's just going to wake up and turn into a mauler. But I believe for what he is, and I need I need a defensive-minded defenseman, I
4: believe I need to keep him around. So Stalter's Choice, I don't want to get rid of either one of these guys. Yeah. Uh, if I'm faced with this Stalter's Choice, I too am going with Tori Krug. A couple of reasons here is uh, Colton Brinko's younger. So you you know, even though he's got the longer contract, you're probably going to get more prime years out of him, uh, and you also potentially have the next Tori Krug already in your organization. You've got Scott Perunovic who has shown a lot of the same skill sets as Tori Krug. I have yet to see the next Colton Pareko. And guys that are six foot six skate and shoot and pass and do all the things that he does when, when he's on his game, of course. Uh, those guys are difficult to find. Uh, whereas I feel like right now you have a guy in Perunovic that's similar to Tory Krug. So I feel like you could uh, move Tory Krug.
5: All right, guys, our next Stalter's choice. If you're the Blues, if you're a Blues fan nonetheless. Do you take a chance in the playoffs? Or do you rather take a chance at the draft lottery?
4: Oh, you mean like do you push to try and make the playoffs or do you look to tank? Or do you suck hard for Bedard? Yeah.
5: You suck hard for Bedard and you're in the draft lottery, you take a chance for that first overall pick. Or do you make it to the playoffs and take a chance at the Stanley Cup?
4: Well, I'm making the playoffs. Yeah, and I am
3: taking a chance for
4: Bedard. Yeah. Because if
5: well,
3: not. You, you like that part of it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and if it doesn't work, then I'll act silly for Fassili. Uh He's a good player, Fan-tilly. too. That's what I said. Fantilly. Uh-huh. And that's way better. Out of Michigan. Good play.
4: Fantilly Lace at a ponytail hanging down. Remember right. that no. song? Chantilly Lace? No. All right. It was good Chubby Checker, I believe. It Chubby right? Checker. Yeah. Yeah, like it's not
3: going to be a magical run this year. They're fun. It's great to think about, but once you've traded off, you know Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? What do you have a better, like, what are the odds
5: better if you make it into the draft lottery? I feel like your 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 chances are a little bit better with that, right?
4: Yeah, but you Thing, don't make going money playing against 15 other teams though. You don't make money doing that. Okay, you get instant thinking? revenue from playoff gates. But and I'm a fan, Jamie. There's a great a great organization with a great frame of mind and motto locally here that has said if you win anything can happen. And I feel like uh the Blues would be smart to follow that model. Battlehawks have always said that.
3: Mm. And it's something that had the pandemic not ruined their last season they would have been That would have been epic. It was our year. The X Cup. It was our year. It was basically think, like that that was trophy. It was a strike year you for the Expos. It was a real kick.
4: Is it a cup, a bowl, a, a trophy? I'd like to think it's
3: all of those things. A big plate, everything together mm-hmm. in one. It's going to be the most epic trophy in all of sports. That's what I've I I want
4: it to be like one of those massive like soccer trophies, you know, like the, the guys can barely hold it up. Trophy?
3: I like that. Mm. We should actually look into what that trophy looks like. I bet they haven't designed it. yet. I was thinking, I think, did
4: they, they even they come up have with the one? Battlehawks name on it really Mm. that's what i heard
5: interesting here's a real stalter's choice you take a trip to jupiter florida for spring training or london for the cards cubs series what was it again i'm sorry you take a trip to jupiter florida for spring training yeah or you take a trip to london
3: for the cardinals cubs series no stalter's choice at all i'm going to london be great yeah I'm really? Right. Yeah, I'm going well, to, Ju- yeah, go to a- Jupiter like four times this week. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, Okay, what about for some that might not go? BT. I'm sorry, I'm not making oh, there's stalls. time, choice. Thompson. Be going down there again on the 24th. It's going to be great. Uh, games on the 25th, 26th. You just tune in on Valley Sports. Um, yeah, I want to go to London because they're not going to let me go to London. Those are like network games, and they're certainly not going to pay for Brad to go to London. And I'm certainly not gonna pay to go to
4: London yeah so that's the one that I want to do that's easily the one I would go to as well you I've go never to London, been either you, you can get down to Jupiter every year for spring training you know you can't get to the Cubs cards in London every year it's a once in a lifetime event so to me you wrap it all in one package and that's an easy choice
5: all right here's another one green seats or
4: glass seats? Oh, that Brad, I'm going to go ahead and answer well, this. I'll answer it. Okay, go ahead. Put them on the glass.
3: I want the glass seats.
4: you ever been in glass seats for a hockey game? Yeah. It's fantastic.
3: I enjoyed it. <laughs> I loved it. You just sit in the alumni suite all the
4: time. I like being up and close <laughs> to the action. Uh, it, uh, the Glass seats are great. They're great. Yeah. They don't compare to green seats, though. Wow! Well, see mm. I just have those, so I, I wanted to pick something I don't I have. know, but that's what not everybody spoiled. like I said, OBT, big time Thompson. Yeah, this is hard then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I in this case, look at both both are premium. Premium. They're both premium. Mm. And just tickets. so you know,
3: he's doing the mm-hmm. hands that, like the, oh, the mm. premium. A little book of the paper.
4: but yeah, but I uh I think the green seats, you're right there. You know, you get to see all the pitches. You see you the whole field. They bring you all They're your and you drinks. food and drinks. You bring you food. I'm sure they have that at the Blues game. You got game the club
3: behind, too, that you can go into. As
4: well. They do have that at the Blues game as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Green seats.
5: All right, guys. Stalter's choice. PT won't give me his. Cards trade for another starting pitcher or trade for another bat at the trade deadline?
3: Uh, starting pitcher. Go with that, because uh, you're already going to have uh, O'Neill's going to be having his breakout season again. Jordan Walker is yeah, going to be here. Like, there's going to be a fight at the bat rack. There's so many guys that are swinging it really well. Uh, so they will bring in another pitcher. Yeah. Not that they're going to need him. because gonna I was going to say, 20... what about
4: the everyone's going to be pitching really oh, they're well, They're going to have though. a 20-game lead in the still division. still don't have a top-of-the-rotation guy. You know, Even it's funny if they're all Flaherty pitching great.
3: Flaherty came in, and uh, Flaherty is going to be that guy. But then you need a two, you know? So, yeah, I can yeah. see them doing that. For me, a starting pitcher.
5: All right, you guys are the Chicago Bears, and you have the first overall pick. You trade that first overall pick and draft a quarterback, or do you keep your guy right now, Justin Fields?
3: I'm keeping Justin Fields,
4: is what I'm doing. Why is that such an easy choice for you?
3: Well, because, first of all, you just recently invested in him, and I believe that he's going to grow. You get him uh, even more players around him. I think he's talented. I don't think that the there is the slam dunk in this draft either, even if you go, you know, if, if maybe most people think C.J. Stroud is the more talented of the two quarterbacks, uh, but I still don't think that that is a slam dunk for them. I think that you take that first-round pick, the first pick that you have, and you just pour it into the nucleus that you already have and build something around them
4: so i i think that that's the biggest thing for me that's the 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 differentiator is what could i get for justin fields in a trade and what could i get for my pick in a trade and i think that you're getting more in return for that pick so if you want to get it to a team that desperately desperately needs a quarterback, you might be able to extract more in a trade there so you can build around Justin Fields. Whereas if you trade Justin Fields, I feel like you're not going to get as much back. And then you still have an unknown quarterback, a young guy who's a prospect, but it's unknown. These are difficult.
3: That's why they're called Stalter's Choice. Mm -hmm. Those were very hard. And you did great, Jamie. Thank you. Marshy, nice work. I have a question, though. Yeah. Six of them coming up. We need your what? text. Air Comfort Service text line, 314-399-9646. We got the sports six-pack. got a question about anything, anything at all, Cardinals, Blues, bowling, wh- whatever you got, send it our way. We got the sports six-pack oh. coming up.
2: We're right back to the
0: Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for the fast lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them
4: answered immediately. Answer the question. Answer the question.
1: Asking me all these
5: weird questions.
1: Answer me. The sports six pack is refreshed by Schlafly Beer, the original St. Louis craft brewery.
3: Thanks for all your text in to the Air Comfort Service Text Line, 314 96 9646 We have got the Sports Six Pack. Marshy, what do we come up with here? Question number one.
5: All right, guys, let's start off with the 314. Who has a better year? Lars Taylor Tatsui Newt bar or Tyler O'Neill.
3: Boy, this is a real stalter's choice. We just got done with that segment. <laughs> that would have been a really good one uh, for uh, for there. Um I'd like both of these guys to have a really nice year. Uh, the guy that I believe has the ability to have more consistency in his game is actually Newt. And it's because of his swing. Like his swing is level. Uh, he barrels the ball. He has a really good eye. He, he knows his strike zone really well. He'll take his walks. I'm going to say Newt. Like Newt is the guy that has the more consistent year.
4: Wow. Yeah, I, you know what? Unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree. I feel, although we haven't had a massive sample size from Newt, but, you know, he's been healthy. So I think that's going to play into it. I think Newt has a more consistent season, although it's better for the Cardinals if Tyler O'Neal does. But.
3: Oh, I would agree with that. Yeah. with, with the ups- I will say this, though, with Newt. Newt does not have like the 40 home run power that Tyler O'Neill might end up possessing. Newt will hit 20 plus though for you, which and you're not necessarily looking for the home runs out of him. He just got that stroke and he keeps getting attacked at the top of the zone. We'll see if that ends up changing. Newt's going to have to prove that he can drive the ball the other way too, because he's going to get a lot of stuff away, especially from right handers, going to get those change ups fading away from him. If he's driving the ball that way, he's going to be in really good shape.
5: Question number two from the 314 is the Raiders Titans or commanders more appealing if you're a free agent quarterback or Aaron Rodgers
3: Raiders Titans or commanders well I think that you can take the commanders off the list as being intriguing can't you
4: feel like that's not the best I don't feel like that's a match made in heaven for him
3: I
5: mean they have some they have some weapons I mean you got Terry McLaurin they have a great coach they have a somewhat of a decent defense, you know, um, they have a couple good running backs, yeah, but I mean, comparing them I don't know I to me like I the organization in itself is one that I probably wouldn't want to be associated with, but uh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so it's are we, not a we're terrible talking about thing.
3: Aaron Rodgers here. Is that who basically we're talking about? Or just like, or like Derek Carr? Or
5: well, I don't know, think, we'll think
3: him Raiders. in the mix too. <laughs> we'll Definitely not the Raiders, but we'll take them off the list. I see Derek Carr being a fit for the Saints. Seems like there's been a lot of buzz with that here recently too, huh? But if I'm picking between those three, of like, what is the best destination and where I believe I've got uh, the better chance of winning? I'm going to the Titans, and I'm going to the AFC South. If you're looking at Jacksonville, who you know made the playoffs, but they're still not a juggernaut. I think they'll be very good next year. If you go over there and you take the Raiders gig, you are playing against dudes over there. You, you already are going against uh, Herbert and Mahomes. Uh, I, I don't believe that Russell Wilson and the Broncos are going to be as bad as they were a year ago. I feel like that's a difficult place to just plop in and win.
4: Yeah, I would be going to the Raiders. Vegas, baby all these reasons Vegas.
3: <laughs> question
5: number 3 oh, great offense all right this is a hard hitting question would you guys would you guys rather be 1 the guy who opens and closes the door to the penalty box during the Stanley Cup playoff uh in the Stanley Cup playoff series 2 one of the guys who mops the floor during the final four or 3 the guy who brings baseballs to the umpire during a world series
4: uh i think i would rather be the guy in the penalty box because when the guys get in there for any kind of a penalty or whatever there's always chirping and there's kind of some funny discussions that happen uh mopping the floor i don't feel like i want to do any manual labor at all. that's tough
3: and usually that's like kids doing that job anyhow
4: it's stressful too because if you don't mop it up properly somebody slips and falls right lebron
3: blows out his hammy mm -hmm. and that's on you bring in
4: the Bringing bring your balls to the umpire could be okay, too. Yeah.
3: In the World Series? In the World Series, Where's too. Where's it being played? It's a good question. St. Louis, obviously. I mm. wonder who they're playing oh, against on boy. the road. Probably the uh, road, Detroit.
5: Yeah.
3: Mm. Oof, it's cold. Yeah. Uh cold balls you're bringing out there. Yeah. A little chilly. As I say How that. How many balls
4: do you think you can fit in your hand, Brad? Well,
3: you know what? I don't have Johnny Bench hands. What did Johnny Bench get? Seven, Seven? balls. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a whole lot of balls. I mean...
4: Five if I hold them you right? You think you could hold five balls in your hand?
3: Four at least. And huh. five some. Give me some balls. We'll see this. All right, I can just spread the fingers a little bit. We'll yeah. We'll figure it out.
4: Oh, How yeah, many I guess balls you is go... he going to drop? Well, probably, probably a, a lot if he tries to put four of them in his hand. Yeah. At huh. least.
3: But I, I'm going to pick the uh, penalty box guy as well. I just, I want to be there for the chirping.
4: Yeah. And when the guys get mad and they smash the camera, they're mad, mad.
3: Who was it? That, oh, a lot of guys have done that. Who, who, somebody recently. Uh, it was last season, maybe. Just beat the hell out of the camera during the playoffs. Uh,
4: I thought it was, maybe it was Atlantis Gog, Maybe I don't remember. It was funny though. Somebody beat the snot out of it. That's for sure. I thought Braden Shen did. I thought it was oh, one of our Schenner guys. Shenner <laughs> did. did snap. He did have the.
5: It was after. It was after the penalty that he took against Colorado when it was like a. It was a close one, but he tripped up somebody and then he went to the box and slammed his stick yeah, into, he the, was, into yeah. the
3: camera. He's got anger issues. Yeah. I like it. I do too. Big I'm okay with it. Question number four From the
5: 314, would you rather, it's a would you rather, would you rather have Prime David Backus right now or Prime Jim
3: Edmonds?
4: Prime Jim Edmonds, please. Oh, yeah. I, Yes, not even close. I got a uh,
3: a Gold Glove center fielder who drops bombs from the left side. Yes, please. Yeah, give same me that here. guy.
4: Double down on that. David Backus was was a good St. Louis Blues player. was was a good solid player. Not a uh, Hall of Famer caliber player at all. It, it, you know his impact on the game wasn't as great as Jim Edmonds could have. So, but no. he drives the net though. He did, but Jimmy Ballgame made was a big difference maker. <laughs>
3: Jimmy is one of those guys where when he did it, it looked so effortless. It looked like he's just not even trying out there. Yet there was still a lot of work that goes into it. But like I feel like that's the great ones. Like when, when you're really good at something, you make it look incredibly easy. That's what he did. Like his swing just looks so easy. By the
5: way, uh, we can get pictures now sent to us. We yeah. got a little little gif or gif, however you want to call whatever I'm you want to call it. GIF. See, I call it gift too, but apparently the guy that made it calls it jif. Oh,
4: right uh, but that knows. reminds
5: me of like the peanut butter. Uh, so I don't go with that one. But Braden Shen right here. We got two of them.
4: Oh, I see it. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Video evidence, at least for a short period of time. Yeah.
5: How about that? It's good stuff. Question number five. All right, guys. From the 314, are we not talking about the loss of Alex Reyes enough? And why don't they bring him back?
3: Well, I I think that we're not talking about the loss of Alex Reyes because Alex Reyes has been lost for the last few years, really. I mean, thats he's been so hurt. He just hasn't been available for you. I still do think that there should be more – thought about bringing him back but the fact that he hasn't signed with anybody tells you where he's probably at in his throwing progression that's kind of what it's telling me he's a high upside arm there were a lot of people writing about him as the cardinals didn't tender him a contract say oh this could be a guy you know this could be a guy that could really help out a few teams yet he's still out there so um i think it tells you health wise where he's at right now i root for him i've talked about this before with alex reyes and it's something to remember for a player nobody loves you like your first organization loves you like you think i need greener pastures try somewhere else you do until you don't because they have no problem cutting ties quickly. The Cardinals have have been very patient with him, paid him good money, kept him around done his rehab, done all of that stuff multiple times um, but I would be inclined to bring him back on a minor league deal for sure you just need him to be healthy Yeah, I would go
5: with that Question number six all right, guys, from the 636, where are you guys going to watch the St. Louis City SC season opener on February 25th?
4: Press box. Jupiter, Florida. I'll be, uh,
3: be there, be in Jupiter.
4: Will you have it up on your iPad, though?
3: What time's the game? Not that I don't know, uh, but what time's the game? Probably primetime, Saturday or day. It uh, is It is Saturday. How yeah, do yeah. you know that? Because it's right February the... 25th, Saturday. Yeah. Because the Cardinals just, are playing yeah. the Nationals. You get Four your, o'clock here. Yeah. I'm doing the game. Digging in on the Nats a little bit earlier. Perfect. Yeah. But yes, from there, if if the game is on at the same time, know this. I won't be having a conversation with Chip Carey. I'm digging in to Bradley Carnell's team. That's
5: we, what I'm doing. You can get the uh, MLS season pass, which is now available worldwide on the Apple TV app. We sure. know that you love watching games on your you know, your
3: little uh iPad on yeah. that that are on Apple Apple TV. Uh-huh. Here's from where a hotel room. MLS has it right, okay. And uh, I don't want to relive that. We don't have to relive that. <laughs> MLS has it moment. right in this one. That all of their games will be streaming in one place with no blackouts. Yeah, they've got that going on with the Apple TV. Smart. So be watching from Jupiter, Florida. I bet there will be a huge contingent of Cardinal slash City fans that will be out there in Jupiter. Maybe we'll get one of the local bars out there to get Apple TV and put it on. I think that would be great. Marcy, thank you for the questions. Thank you for all your questions uh, that you text into to us. Hey, could the road to the playoffs next year for the Cardinals be a tad bit more difficult? Marcy oh, thinks so. He thinks it's going to be very hard he came up with this oh we're gonna we're gonna find out why
0: next we're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn
3: to the playoffs in 2023 be more difficult for the cards i'm quite sure that i have talked about it this week and last week that the Cardinals are just going to run through this division it's going to be very simple they're going to get to the playoffs and uh, mow everybody down but apparently mow apparently, everybody down
4: i see what you did yeah,
3: there see, yeah at the deadline all of, just mm-hmm. mow them all down apparently marshy must not think so. Marshy, explain yourself. Why is this road to the postseason gonna be so difficult? Well,
5: you know, I was reading John Denton's piece, MLB.com, and you know, he mentioned you no know, fangraphs. Oh, we know we know fan graphs. They said the card's chance of winning the NL Central is extremely fell. high. Well, it fell two percent, Brad. And uh, you know, that's some cause for concern, obviously. And their chances of making the postseason, so the uh, the two percent drop. From winning the central and their chances of making the postseason dropped from seventy two point one percent to sixty eight point eight percent. That's a massive drop obviously it's almost Brad. Sixty
3: nine. Can we at least round it up? We can round it up. I think so. Uh but That's yeah, correct. you know, yeah.
5: under the uh you know under the new rules, the, the Cards will be playing fifty two games against their NL, uh, NL Central rivals, which is uh down from seventy six. And we know how how good that division was last year, Brad. Okay, uh, look, yes. Other divisions have
4: crap teams, too. That's
3: what I'm saying, right? So here's the thing. I I don't know. I I don't know if we've asked the listeners, but I am interested. Like, how do you guys feel about the new schedule that Major League Baseball is running out there? So less teams against or games against uh, your division rivals. It'll be 13 as opposed to the 19 that you played before. But you get to see every single team in baseball. Yeah. And if you don't. Baseball is a very regional sport, as we all know. You're following your Cardinals, but you know about some of the other stars that are out there. I can tell you all night long, you got to stay up and watch Mike Trout and watch Shohei Ohtani. The only reason I'm staying up and watching Mike Trout and Shohei Ohtani is because I'm just getting home from a baseball game and i got to wind down. That's pra- basically the reason. I couldn't agree more. That, that I'm I staying love up both of those, those
4: players, but I cannot tell you that I've ever specifically turned on a game like, yeah. ooh, this is a point yes. and
3: watching right here. For sure. Well, now your team is going to be playing against those. Guys, and you will have the opportunity to go to the ballpark and see those guys because if uh, a team doesn't come to you one year, which by the way, the Angels do in fact come to the Cardinals this year, then they'll be there the following year. Like, you're going to play everybody, and if you don't see them this year, you'll see them the next year. Like, I like the idea of the schedule, I think that there's been a lot of pushback to it, but I, it, you will potentially get challenged. The NL Central is, uh, it was the worst division. In baseball last year. You had two teams that lost 100 games. So you would love to play the the Cardinals and everybody else feasted on the Pirates and feasted on the Reds. To your point, Jamie, there are bad teams that are all around baseball. It should even itself out. And this should be a very good test of a quote-unquote even schedule. I actually like the challenge that is out
4: there. So I look at it another way, too. Uh, The other teams in your division also have to play other teams of course so the Cubs and the Brewers don't just get to feast on the Reds and the Pirates either so their path to the playoffs will also potentially be more difficult and when I look at all three teams I'd like to believe at least at this point that the Cardinals have the best roster of the three which means that theoretically of course hypothetically you should win more games against other divisions teams so it, it, yeah. it, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, meaning that the Cardinals will have just as much of an obstacle, we'll call it, as the Cubs and the Brewers do to would, get into the yeah, playoffs.
3: Yeah, I would agree with that, and, and uh, I think that uh, it'll be competitive. I know I j- joke around, I think Cardinals <laughs> going to run away with it. I don't believe they will. I believe that the Brewers going to be in the Brad, you said they'd
4: win it by 15 games. Yeah, I know. That was fun. It was fun to say. We can't it. confirm or deny whether you were inebriated or not, but you did say it. When did I say it? You're drunk. I what? I do recall I'm you drinking saying coffee, literally right now. That yeah, uh... Bailey's. No, no, I don't even like that. Gives me the, you know. Yeah, it does it. Little mm-hmm. bubble guts. <clears throat> SpongeBob,
5: I, I, I do recall you saying something like that, though. Yeah, you do,
4: Marsha. You know, yeah, you heard it too. I actually uh, think I heard
5: it today. It may have been today. Yeah.
4: Probably was.
5: I don't know. Maybe we could have. I think it's people every day. Go back and listen to the podcast. Maybe they'll let us know on Twitter or something.
3: Well, that's all. But right. I will By say the way, this:
4: I am excited to see games against more teams. I think it is fun for every fan base to get to see everybody. Like the NHL, yeah. a while back, um, it changed it up a little bit to where you, there's a home-and-home home with every single team in the league now, specifically so fans could get a chance to see Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, you know all the best guys in the game. So I'm here for it.
3: You know one that's going to be interesting, and I, I have not had a chance to read uh, the piece that John Denton had out there, but I was reading a piece that Ken Rosenthal had at The Athletic uh, about the new schedule, reading it this morning, and uh, he broke down, Ken Rosenthal will dig into everything. And, like, details matter, right? Like, little things end up mattering. So he looked into the biggest increase in air miles from last season to this season, and the Cardinals will have the second biggest increase in baseball, uh, 8,752 more air miles this year. Now, a lot of free flights. For sure it is, if that's how it worked. That would be really good, Mm -hmm. racking up points. Uh, Obvious answer for some of this, certainly not all of it, is the trip to London. That's going to rack oh, up that's some that's included
4: in this? Of course this it's is on,
3: skewed. It's on their schedule.
4: Kenny, I expect more. But out it
3: still you. counts. Like travel weighs well, you still on have you. To make like, that like trip. there is a uh, <laughs> there is a legit advantage to playing in the Midwest. Like your your division games, you're very close. Playing on the West Coast is a bear. And same thing on the East Coast. Like you're yeah. making some big time travel, but the West Coast is even more spread out to your division rivals. So uh, the Giants will have the largest increase in air miles, and, and it's a couple of West Coast teams. Giants, A's, and Rockies are three of the top four with the Cardinals mixed in. The Brewers actually are traveling less this year, a negative uh, 3,131
4: That's miles odd
3: for the Brewers. Oh, well, they
4: must have played somebody last year that they're not going there this I year. I guess,
3: I guess, right? But uh, it's going to be a weird schedule, but it's going to be a fun one. I feel like most fans, we get any text about the schedule, if in fact they do uh, like this. This one marshy here's a text that i think the schedule is freaking fantastic i made that up there are some texts where i just say if i ask for a text and i don't see one right away I'll just make it up. That's yeah, because a lot of these
5: one. are are not positive, Brad. Like, okay, let's try again. W- like, uh, oh, you want me to look for one that's positive?
3: No, you don't. You look for anything. I like. Okay. It. I'm not trying to manufacture. Right. What the sentiment is. Like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Here's another one from the three one four. Brad, I think this is fantastic. I love the idea. By the way, you are doing a fantastic job. Thank you, three uh, one four. Here's one from the six one eight. This might be our guy. It.
4: By the way, this might be our guy. Yes, it, it, it is. start with, it's, hey, dumb spits. Yes, This is our guy right here from the 618. I yeah. missed you, buddy. Uh, hey, uh, dumb spits. The Cardinals were 45 and 41 outside the Central Division, which is pathetic. Sounds like a winning record. 618, thank you for staying consistent. Yes, good. Look, I, I like to believe the 618 that
3: his this is his vent. Like, oh, this is it. Like, he, he gets to dump he's on just us. miserable. Oh, he's a, a sad son of a... You know, but... With us. Like, at wow. home, he's, like, happy and chipper. Like, he goes home, the kids are running. So they're like, Daddy. And he's like, how's your day? And <laughs> he doesn't have a family. But if he did, you know what I mean? Um I feel like we're here. You know, we're here. BT, I love the new schedule. I like that all the teams play, everybody, which makes comparing records even more relevant. It's a good one. Good litmus test. I'm still catching up on our guy here. <laughs> it's so negative. It really is something. Well, look, Anthony Stolter said that. Oh. maybe this is Anthony. Do you think that <laughs> thing ended up getting himself a number? He's out at Disney. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do. I'm going to stay true to my roots, and I'm going to just go fire off some negative stuff.
4: But to your point, Brad, if if we're our, we're his source for negative Which attention, I would like to believe, yeah then you're right, maybe the people around him are getting a different version. I hope
3: so. Yeah. Because
4: if the people around him are getting this
3: version, there's not too many people around him
4: is the way that I would think. So we, we did
5: get a, a valid question <laughs> from the 636. Um, is, is this the same guy who thinks Jamie loves the avalanche? No. That, no, that's the no, 573. That's a 573.
4: Five, Classic which, misconception. We get it. Which I don't know if the 573, <laughs> if that's a text or a troll or if it's just part of the game now. Um, Either way... I like it. They're messing with us, too, now. We don't even
3: know. Here's, Here's one that I would like to have. And uh, I, I think that we have the capability to do this now. Like if you're somebody that texts a lot, if you want to throw your name on some of these. Yeah, you definitely can put your I would your love name. to know the 618's name. Or what do you want us to call you? If you want it to be 618, be 618. Or it could be
4: I hate Brad
3: or yes, I hate James for sure. from the
5: 618. If I it thought it was w- the 618.
3: 618? We, that was a really good yeah. text. <laughs> after Yeah. <that. laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, whatever you want to be called, we'll try can to. Can we name uh, him? Yeah, we actually can. Let's go. Six one eight right now, Marsha. Right now? Okay, I can save it. 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 From the six one eight. Yeah. All right, well, don't get the wrong 6-1-8. I'm no, not right. no,
5: no, no, going to make it's sure you a nice ones. guy here. Let me... It's, uh, There's right. so many different colors.
4: It's, uh... Yeah. I don't know how you... Let me see here. Options. Mm. Here's
3: one real quick uh, from the 3-1 forces. Love the schedule, but if they are itching to fix something, fix the fact that West Coast games don't start until 9 p.m., Uh, 7 o'clock their time It's, uh, it's how it works but absolutely love the fact that i have to stay up till midnight to watch the end of the game and wake up for work early in the morning from easy company easy dude i'm with you those west coast games are are very difficult but really i mean you think about playing the dodgers you're not gonna be able to start you can't start a game before seven la traffic it's 8 o'clock and people are still rolling into that stadium. You you can't get anywhere. So that's just kind of the bear of the schedule. I mean, is what you, yeah, what you do you yeah, do? You just got to deal with it. It's sucks, called time zones, Brad. Though. Yes, and it, we're in St. Louis. Your boss is going to understand that you show up groggy and a little bit inebriated still after a West Coast tilt. I, I like did a lot it. of people.
5: I changed it. 618? Yeah, I got it.
3: What six three six wants to be BT's pony boy? Look, you asked for it. Go, uh, BT's pony go boy texting. Can I be that? Sure, can from the six three six. Boy, we started something now. Well, it, it does make it easier
5: to, you know, to know who's texting. In. This guy would like to be called Nighthawk. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> or dragon, <laughs> you can call me laser. <laughs> all right, thanks for all your tags, and I'm sure these are going to keep coming in. Uh, and uh, look, yeah, <laughs> oh, has six one eight got back to us yet on a name that like to use. We haven't please said please anything do. too controversial. Please do get back to us. Uh, look, this has all been so positive. Let's flip it. Let's evaluate the goaltending uh, on the team. Jamie said, so "Well, actually, this should be that fairly positive. positive if you're looking." Yeah. You know, also. We have the biggest question coming up at 5:30. That's where if you have a big question, like why am I so angry or oh, why is nothing ever good or like <laughs> whatever your question is from the 618 or the 314 or like wherever you are coming from Text in 314-399-9646, or you can always leave us a mic drop on the 101 ESPN app. Our biggest question is at 530, but Jamie's going to break down the goaltending situation and tell us why the Cardinals, the Blues, should have hung on to Charlie Lindgren. That's next.
4: That probably won't happen.
0: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
3: A lot of you are getting names currently on the text line because you have asked for it 314-399-9646 we got one back from the 618 uh that said uh, look because <laughs> we asked him like hey what's going on man why are you so angry all the time he says i'm a passionate fan who cares about the cardinals winning championships i have a great family life My cat loves – no, it says my anger comes (laughs) from hearing paid fans patting DeWitt and Moselec on the back for barely making the playoffs and being embarrassed in the first round, making excuses and not improving. I yelled that part because he did all caps there. The team. It must be easy to make a ton of money and making fun of passionate fans who actually care if the team wins or loses and wants actual answers instead of hopes and
4: ifs. Who's making a ton of money?
3: I don't know, Jamie. Is he talking about the players, maybe interesting. Could be, huh? Hopes and ifs, you know. Yeah, still won ninety three games and won the division. Well, it's not like yeah. they're, they're just bottom feeding and stealing your money. No, nope. do, you th- do you think I have that much power? Do you think that? And that's Anthony. He'll be back on Monday, holding Mo accountable, and that's what he wants to do. And he spent this time away thinking about like how is he going to continue. From what
4: I heard, that? he was traveling over to Jupiter in anticipation of catching up with Mo. I bet he was Yeah.
3: Uh, without an appointment because Anthony is, well, that's exactly, it's is an one of those guys yeah. that, that he will just jump in. He doesn't care uh, what you end up wanting. Jamie, Yeah. you've broken down everything about this. blues.
4: Oh, I feel like I'm broken down. Yeah.
3: Okay, yes, and it feels like that as a fan just watching the games. And uh, you're tied closer to it than we are. The goaltending, though, might be a little bit easier to break down here for the Blues.
4: Yeah. Uh, look, you've been very lucky and fortunate that you have Jordan Bennington and, for that matter, Thomas Grice. Thomas Grice has not been called upon very much this year, but that's kind of the way Doug Armstrong structured the season. He structured it to be Jordan Bennington, the number one guy, getting the lion's share of the starts, and that Thomas Grice uh, could step in for back-to-back games give a breather to jordan bennington from time to time and you know heaven forbid jordan bennington has some kind of an injury but that thomas Christ has been in that position before to uh take the, take the ball for an extended period of time but you haven't had to worry about that uh, and, and quite honestly although jordan bennington has been frustrated at times yeah i think it's justified
3: why? Like, because the defense in front of him sucks and they hang him out to dry most of the
4: time. Well, that's a that's heavy verbiage, but I'm I would sorry. say that the, the D has been inconsistent. Boy, we've used that a lot. <laughs> we have. Potato potato. It's it is what it is. It's inconsistent. And it, it, they just as five man units, the whole team defensively has not been sound enough. And so Jordan Bennington has been frustrated. He's never blamed his teammates. He's never gotten mad at his teammates. In fact, he's defended them on numerous occasions uh, via the media. And, and you know, he talks about wanting to win and play better and win with this group. I, Jordan Bennington, for me, has been a guy that I look out there on some games, and I feel bad. I do. Uh, I know he's making lots of money. Don't feel bad for him. I feel bad because he's a real competitive guy. And that last game... Uh, of the, the, not the season, but before the break against the Winnipeg Jets, you're up 2 nothing, And then you have teammates, if you're Jordan Binnington, start to take some risks and not thinking properly. And the Winnipeg Jets and coming back and winning the game.
3: I had a friend, Jamie, when that game was nothing, nothing. And it was, uh, was, was it nothing, nothing through one? Or or maybe near the end of the first uh, period, it was still knotted up 0-0? My buddy, either way, had had a cocktail. And he put a, oh, yeah, a yeah, live he? bet on the Blues. What kind of cocktail did your buddy have? He had a bourbon. Okay. Um, I like his one style. rock. Um, but uh, that would be ice in the bourbon. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, he put that. in a, a live bet on the Blues. So, you know what, man? This is like the type of game that they they win this uh-huh. game. And then they have a 2 nothing lead. And my buddy is, he's amped up. He's like, hell yeah. Look at that. Boom. Shut Free it on money. Lockdown, right? Free money. And then, you know. That frustration that Jordan Bennington had, my buddy felt that same thing.
4: Yeah, so we all been we've all been there. I'm sure you've you know like your buddy. I'm sure you've experienced it.
3: That's what good friends do.
4: But that that's to me that's the story of the season. Is Jordan Bennington more often than not has been your first star of the game? He's been your MVP of the season, although his numbers don't bear it out. They don't necessarily tell the whole story. Jordan Bennington has been your MVP. Without him, I'm telling you, it would look a lot uglier than it has on, on certain nights.
3: So, Which would almost be awesome, because then you'd be in the Bedard uh, territory. Huh? If you're going to miss the playoffs, miss it. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Easy to say. Charlie! 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 Could have been the answer. Like if no. you were looking towards the future, no, no, he couldn't have. Been and uh, well, for the Bedard thing, maybe, mm-hmm. or the uh, fan- maybe for or the Fantilli. Mm-hmm. Told you, he's a real team guy. Do anything to yeah. help the By future of this
4: organization. Chantilly Lace was the big bopper. Yeah, not uh, Chubby Checker. Yeah, but Chubby
3: would have been fine with it. Yeah, he'd have been good with that song too. Mm-hmm. Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, BT. It's a Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We have got the biggest question coming up. I think Marshy has picked us out a good one. Not sure who it's from. Could be from the 618. We'll see you next on 101.
0: We're right back to the Fast Lane podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. <laughs> time for the fast lanes biggest question of the day
3: you've texted in some of you have names now some of them are inappropriate oh He's yeah totally honest with you Would love to use them, but probably can't do so on the radio. Air Comfort Service text line (laughs) 314-399-9646. You can always reach us on the Mic Drop uh, feature on the 101 ESPN app as well. It is time for the biggest question of the day. Marshy, I think you picked us out a winner.
5: Yeah, we have one from Eric, and he asked, with LeBron about to break Kareem's scoring record, it is highly unlikely anyone breaks that record. But my question is, what is the most unbreakable record in sports?
3: Um, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, Jamie? Gretzky had over 200 points in the season. So that'll never happen again. No, I, I was just reading something from ESPN Stats and Info. They had a Wayne, There was a Wayne Gretzky stat. Yeah, 92 so, goals will never happen. <laughs> so basically, whatever Wayne Gretzky did. Uh, but he had 2,857 points in his career. All right, here's a fun fact with Wayne Gretzky.
4: Oh, I know you're headed.
3: If Gretzky never scored a goal, never scored one if goal. he never scored a goal in his career, still hold the league's record for career <laughs> points with 1,963. <laughs> yeah. Hot damn. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. There are so many different records because uh, games have changed, right? Yeah. Uh, athletes have changed. You know, uh, we have load management now. You think Cal Ripken knew anything about load management? That's different. Uh, Cal Ripken, 2,632 consecutive games played that will never be sniffed again. No one will ever try that again. No one will ever want to break that record. Uh, And Yes, yes. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Uh, They're soft. Uh, Look up Cy Young and then basically anything that Cy Young did would probably be something that will never be broken again. Uh, But 749 complete games seven hundred and forty nine complete games for Cy Young Sandy Alcantara had six last year which is an astronomical number nowadays if he just did that for a hundred years and some change he would be right there Nolan Ryan with his strikeouts that's not going to be sniffed again Nobody's going to get over 5,000 punch-outs. Even in a league where we strike people out all the time, nobody's playing 20 years anymore, Jamie. No. Like, that stuff's not happening. We
4: got a text line here from the 408, the Wainwright Molina, the battery record. That'll never happen. For anymore. sure. Yeah.
3: For sure. That's a great one. Uh, Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio. Fifty-six game hitting streak. Do you think anybody is gonna be sniffing a fifty-six game well, hitting Brad, streak?
4: With the uh, with the shift being limited now, guys gonna put the ball in play a lot more. You well, know? They're not. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> yeah. not. They're gonna be trying
3: to hit doubles and homers and they're not gonna be uh be doing that. I think the, the longest active current streak right now is ten games. Active is Jeff McNeil. So who knows if anybody's gonna do it, maybe McNeil ends up being a guy. Yeah. Luis Arise is a guy that you look at that could, uh, you know, tickle some hit for average. He led the uh, he led the AL on average last year. I think it was only like 316. He's got okay. traded, didn't Just, he? Yeah, he's with the
5: Marlins now.
4: Suitcase. He's a Marlin.
3: <laughs> what do you
5: got, Marshy? I was going to ask, do you guys think that there's a record that could be broken but most likely won't? Like, I think of Barry Bonds' home run record like it could be broken what is it 77 i think it's what is it 756 oh they
4: meant in the season the, the total the whole,
3: yeah the total like the Golly. all time nobody's gonna sniff that no no he's nobody's, not at 750 what is it 760 uh 762 that yeah, might why, be it. why don't i know this number
4: right that off the top of my head
3: but anyways nobody's gonna sniff barry bond's record not
5: even aaron judge no if he Doesn't was younger well. if he was younger do you think he could
4: yeah but then oh, that, that's, I mean, that's the argument buts. would he have this success if he yeah, was 7-62. younger it took him this long to get to where he's at yeah I true just,
3: no what about jordan walker you're uh oh,
4: saying he's is. got a high
5: ceiling all
3: right so here we go actually go. That, that was one i wasn't Glad expecting it. that up um but yes i think that will break that record and uh, also probably hit 700 doubles as well so does first 700 700 guy that would be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> Actually, I don't even think that would be the first 700, 700 day. What's Hammer and Hank got? While you look that yeah, up, I'm gonna look up Hank Aaron stats. I'll ask the same thing He's for you, Jamie. It. Do you think
5: Ovechkin breaks Gretzky's goal record? Do you think he gets there? Or do you think he retires? Wow. think Like, I can't see him retiring before he gets there. So
4: here's the the crazy thing about Ovi. What is he like? 80 goals away or something? Not. 82 goals away he's 38 years old right now i think is what he is all that is just guessing right now um the thing with Ovi is that he barely moves out there on the power play right like he plays hard regular Stage in his office but when he gets on the power play sometimes he's just like standing there until it comes over to him and boom, it's in the back of the net so even if Ovi was dropped down to a third liner or heck a fourth liner where he plays seven eight minutes a game but you put him on the power play he's a risk to score a goal so i don't i i think Ovi does catch gretzky for total goals in a career i think he does if he can stay healthy a lot of ifs yeah but if it just continues right now on the pace that he's at like yearly or even close i think he gets it
3: Another one that will never happen again unless because this guy changed the sport and changed how everybody approached it and started doing the things that he did. Tiger Woods spent 683 weeks at number one. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. 683 weeks at first overall like that, that that will never happen again he revolutionized like the strength and the hitting the ball hard and, and doing things totally differently uh that one will absolutely not happen there are, there's are so many different ones. football's got a bunch of them jerry rice receiving yards probably won't get hit uh chances are emmett smith emmett smith is an uh, an interesting one because does emmett smith's name really pop up you say hey who's the best running back of all time usually it's not emmett smith But he's the career rushing yards leader at over 18,000. He's the best
4: one by yards rushing. Yes. Is he average yards per carry, though? I don't know. See, that's the tough one. And now running backs don't play nearly as long. Emmitt Smith had an absolute juggernaut for a career as far as the length of it
3: yeah the active leader right now is derrick henry and he's ten thousand yards short so let's get some work to do it's it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough to catch that but like that's the thing with all of these sports and i really do believe that when we come to hall of fame voting in every sport these benchmarks that we've had forever these numbers that we have in our head of like he better have hit this many home runs or this many wins or this many like Throw them out the window. Like, those things are, the games have changed. Careers have changed. So, uh, the, the bigger question is, was this guy the best player in a sport for uh, however many years matters to you, right? Like, what was he one of the best to do
4: it? I got a question for you that okay. I asked of Anthony Stalter a while back. Who had, who is the greater athlete, Bo Jackson or Deion Sanders? Bo Jackson. it's a Why? Freak. Because he was just a freak athlete. So is Dion,
3: but think about it. I'm thinking about it. It's Bo Jackson. I didn't even have to think that much. I don't, I don't have a definitive reason why. I just know in my heart if You know when you know something right in your loins, you just feel it right there.
4: I know, I get Bo it. Bo Jackson. But I'm looking at Dion Sanders is the best cornerback ever in the NFL. Arguably. Uh, most people with their opinion. And he's a Hall of Fame football player. Bo Jackson is neither a Hall of Famer in baseball or football. Yeah. Crazy. Could he have been? Yeah, probably in football. Baseball, I don't know if he gets there. No, he wouldn't have. But.
3: So, so I, I I, think that we, uh, the term can get thrown around. I'm not around. arguing for no, no, Sanders, th- but trust It's me. the interpretation of the term athlete. Because when I think about the freak skill sets that Bo Jackson had, the raw strength, the rocket arm, the incredible speed, the toughness, like not to say Deion Sanders didn't have a great toolbox, Mm -hmm. but I think of just the raw athleticism of Bo Jackson. And that's why he gets my vote.
5: I mean, you don't see Deion Sanders and I love coach prime. You don't see Deion being the face of the tech mobile. You know, you, you don't see that. Bo no, Jackson you're right. is is that guy. So uh, obviously,
3: the answer is Bo Jackson. From the six three six, it says they don't say Dion knows. No,
4: <laughs> <laughs> no they don't
3: good call on that. That was our question today. the day. It was a really good question too. There are so many things that we just will not see again in the world of sports or, or even sniff in the world of sports. We got Fader Follow coming up. Again, text FADE in for Fader Follow. We get your criticism, compliments and text of the day coming up next.
0: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for FanDuel Fade or Follow on the Fast Lane. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook.
4: Make every moment more. Everyone follow up. Delphi,
1: Delphi. Money, 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 money.
3: Well, a lot to pack in in the last segment here, Jamie. We've got Fade or Follow coming up. Uh, we've got our criticisms, our compliments. We also have... Our text of the day. And I think that Marshy might have one already ready for us.
0: The Air Comfort Service. Text of the day.
5: All right, guys. This comes from Aaron. He texted earlier. We were talking about the Blues struggling. And BT actually read this question or this uh, this text off earlier in the show. He said, apparently, you guys are not looking at the big picture here. With the Blues struggles this year, it's pretty obvious who's to blame. Thanks, Matheny. Unbelievable. So true. Pretty so, good text right there. It absolutely was a great text. And be- because of that, we decided to bring Aaron on for Fader or follow. Lucked out twice? He lucked out
3: twice. Text of the day and Fader or follow. Aaron, how you doing, man? Good. Happy Friday, fellas. Happy Friday, indeed. Now, uh, we've been Hammond and Hawn, uh, and a bunch of us had different games. But there was one game... That Jamie Rivers here was incredibly adamant about. You know Brett. the deal. Uh, like if you fade or follow us, either way, if you're right, you get a $50 fan duel gift card, and that will just keep compiling week in and week out if you pick right. Jamie, why don't you go ahead and tell him what the game is, what side we're on, yeah. and we'll let him decide if he wants to fade us or follow us.
4: Well, I'll tell you what, um, we're we're big college basketball fans and right now tonight there is a huge game happening down at chaffetz arena Schaffetz that's right is shaking the night it will be it will be and the uh the game tonight is the Billikins against vcu the bills are minus three and a half in this one and i've been moving jamie it's been moving and shaking all over the place and I believe that on Billikin Blizzard T-shirt giveaway night, the Billikens cover that. We've taken the Bills minus
3: 3.5. The Bills, Billikens against VCU minus yes. 3.5. So they got to win by four. Aaron, do you want to fade us or do you want to follow us here? I think I got to go with you on T-shirt night. So yeah, I'm going to follow. Woo! Blizzard night T-shirt. Let's go, Billikins. Travis Ford's going to have the group ready. You know, Yuri Collins, what do you call him? The and Magician. Yeah, going to be leading the nation in assists. He is
4: leading by I know. far. I too overwhelming. No, he's killing it.
3: He's killing it. Almost got paid good money to stay here. Look, uh, all right. You are following us. We are in Let's Go, Billikins. Aaron, we're going to talk to you again next week because I know you're going to win. Oh, definitely. All right, then. Thanks for your text. No, oh, not a problem, man. <laughs> thanks,
4: Matheny. All right, by the way, still uh, tickets available. How? Hopefully. How? Hopefully they start at 20 bucks. All you got to do is head over to slewbillikins.com. Get in on the Billikin Blizzard t-shirt night as your Billikins just romp VCU.
3: I mean, I can already hear it right now. Collins to Jimerson, Bang! Bang! He got it. Uh, Rammer on the call. There's a t-shirt. All right, do we have any criticisms? Do we have any compliments? Oh, boy.
5: Do you want the criticism or do you want the compliment? You know what? Let's start with some compliments. That'll Why don't good. we you do know, let's that? Let's build this up before yeah. we break us down. From the 314. Love the show, guys. Good to hear you, BT and Jamie and Marshy. Thank
3: you.
4: Yeah.
3: Thank we you. love doing the show. It's fun. We had a great time. And uh, yeah. we're all best friends.
4: Yep. To the end.
3: Brad, you were... Uh,
5: Talking some smack
3: on bowling alley food earlier. I was not talking. I was talking about how one bowler's diet is a little bit better than many would expect. Thomas Larson treats his body like a temple, is what I said. He's not just out there eating anything.
5: Well, Formula 314, how dare you? Bowling alley food
3: slander. Issue an apology. There is no apology to be issued, okay? If I go to the bowling alley, look, I'm hammering hot dogs. I'm noshing on I've nachos. Seen, yeah. Like, I'm doing all of those things. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll slam some pizza. I'll drink some beers. But Thomas Larson, who is on fire through two days at the 2023 two. U.S. Open. I mean, only two. I, Brad, I'm sorry. Sounds till Until I, I see him close it out. I'm sorry. Until you hold balls like he does, I don't feel like you have room to talk Thomas I heard like he Thomas uses a, um, a slightly lighter ball
4: than some of his competitors. It's
3: not about how heavy the balls are, Jamie. It's about the action, okay? Are you hitting the pins the right way? Are you coming at How's your approach, Jamie? If you hold the balls the right way, you get a lot of spin That's what you. Thomas did. So I just said he's not out there mm-hmm. gobbling wieners at the lanes, okay? No. He's going to take care of his body. That's all mm-hmm. I said. It wasn't slander about bowling alley food. You know I'm in. And BT
5: made the 314 spit out their water. They said,
3: holy crap, BT, I just spit out my water. Gobble, gobble. That was the Goblin Wieners thing. Now, that that was hot dogs, obviously, and available at most, if not all, bowling alleys across the country. Yeah.
5: From the 636, great shows this week, guys. Laughed a ton. Great to have you back for a bit here, BT. Travel safe and enjoy
3: Mexico, Jamie. Yeah, baby. And catch a Monday, Marshy. That's great. I will. You know what they say about Mexico when you're going, you know, Riviera Maya, Cancun area? They say always get off the resort and enjoy the local spots.
4: Yeah. Just stay on the resort. Just yeah. stay where you're at. I don't think to keep moving drinks. too far. Yeah. They just uh, like uh, Scott Rizzuto said. He said, "When you arrive to the resort, he says, see this hand? Don't ever let it have, don't ever let it be empty.' To the bartender, just keep yeah. putting drinks. So, yeah. and uh, even keep though putting it in my hand all, inclu- all week long,
3: all inclusive resort, you still day one, tip somebody big day one. Oh, it's like Vegas, mm-hmm. and that guy will be there all the time yep. for you. Remember having a a young man tipped him the first day, and boy, I'd wake up in the morning." A little bit banged up and he'd be right there with a beer i'm like look at you look at you go <laughs> he's in your room <laughs> He was right outside he just <laughs> waited out there it was incredible you must have really tipped him like 20 bucks it was worth it day one
5: guys we did get a, a complaint though a criticism
3: okay well why that? not end a friday like this yeah, go, from the
5: 314 consecutive shows without holding mo accountable
4: well our guys down in uh florida our, yeah. our accountability guys. I down hold
3: myself accountable. How the hell am I going to hold John Moselock accountable? I'll say this. I'll push back on that. Anthony holds himself accountable just fine. My thing is, and this is me, I think that everything that Mo's done is perfect. I feel like he. he I mean, there oh, has not boy. been one stone that has not been unturned. I don't feel like there's been one decision that has been a bad one. So for me to hold him accountable, I feel like I just did that. But it almost sounded like heaping praise. So maybe we need Anthony back or something like that is that all we got marsh
5: no we did uh we did get one more i have everything typed up right next to each other um oh yeah from lisa brad got our opening day tickets today happy friday guys
3: opening day Getting in, It's Cardinals, the Cardinals. or SC? It's uh, oh, I think she meant Cardinals. That okay. was Lisa, right? That, that was Lisa. That one in. Yeah, yeah. sports fan. Cardinals, Toronto, off oh, big time, big time. February 25th is the first game uh-huh. uh, that the city has. Go Birds! And uh, they're going to be great. And the Cardinals got a game at that day too. All right, it's fast lane. Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, BT. Jamie's out. He's going to enjoy Mexico. Hope he has a blast. Anthony Stalter is going to be back with us on Monday until two o'clock Monday. See ya.
0: You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.